The Effenrad Snowboard Podcast is presented by Vans. Season 8 of Effenrad is sponsored by Wired Snowboards and On Optics, the Boardroom Snowboard Shop, FindAnEpicAgent.com, and Tribute Board Shop in Nelson, B.C. The Boardroom Snowboard Shop is Vancouver's premier snowboard shop. They've been in operation for over 30 years and aim to provide their customers with the right product at the right price with the best service. The BR logo is synonymous with the West Coast Canadian lifestyle and from day one has helped to progress and promote the activities that boardroom employees live every day. They pride themselves on learning about and using the products they sell and passing on their product knowledge to you in order to provide you the best possible product for your personal performance needs. The Boardroom offers a price match guarantee and free shipping on orders over $100. Check out the Boardroom Snowboard Shop in Vancouver, North Vancouver, or check out boardroomshop.com and use FNRAD5 at checkout to save yourself some cash. Support also comes from Dekine, Grouse Mountain, Mount Seymour, Pro Standard GoPro Accessories, and Volcom Outerwear. Please subscribe to, like, and share our YouTube channel. <laughs> Special thanks this episode to Beneath Apparel, Mervin Manufacturing, makers of Libtech and GNU snowboards and bent metal binders, Sunshine Village, The Source, Kaya J and the Drink Ticket's new album, Better, and Tomahawk Indigenous Products. Crush Galiza is a snowboard event creator and director of Snowboy Productions, who are the people behind Holy Bully, Duh, and its tits, among other iconic snowboard community gatherings. Crush's slogan, Making Shit Radder Than It Was Yesterday, Since 1997, refers to Snowboy's history of bringing together the world's greatest snowboarders at a bunch of different resorts, along with media, industry, and locals, a feat no other group is attempting on this scale. If you've seen pictures of Snowboy events, then you want to attend, and if you've been to an event you want to go back, you're going to love this conversation with this legendary, literal, and figurative gatekeeper for the snowboard industry's ability to enjoy itself, Crush Kaliza. I went to uh, the off concert with Tony uh, Monday. Oh, no way. With Jeannie and Tony. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's it's great. Like, man. Just, it's what's rad on that. It's like every, as we're, he picked me up at the ferry terminal and we're just cruising up in their van, minivan. And of course, at some point, there's a, a, a Craig story just pops up. It's of just, it was such a part of, 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 like, they grew up together and shit. It's just, I just geek out on that stuff. So, like we're having all this conversation and all of a sudden it, there's a Craig story and I just like, yeah. I just start listening, like keep talking. <laughs> so, yeah. I love great. Tony. Tony's going to be on the show at some point for sure. Yeah. He's a, uh, he's a big part of such an underappreciated yes. soul that had like, and the most <laughs> humble dude and never, I'm like, I've been trying to like egg him into doing like, a gallery type of piece you know he dives in every once in a while he would go in different phases for a while he was he was scanning a lot of stuff and putting it up and i'm just like whenever you want to do your gallery i'm like i will do all of the bullshit for you rad rad like just as a favor to snowboarding and to myself so i'm like i just want like 
the little bits that, because I wasn't a part of that scene at that time, but I knew it was there. Yeah. And so now the fact that that um, these are people that I have the the luxury of calling friends right. and whatnot, it's like, it feels to me that like, if, if, if it wasn't just a distance that was separated, like we would have been hanging out type yeah. of thing. Yeah. And so I'm like, we're just long lost souls on that stuff. So I'm like... <laughs> Dude, that would be like the highest honor would be just to do little things like that. We're like, that's a piece of cake for me. It'd be a pain in the ass for somebody else maybe. Right. But I'm like, I just want people to see your shit because like you were there and documenting closer than anybody who I held at the highest, still hold at the highest. I mean, my 93 Craig Kelly is hanging on the, the wall in my office to this yeah. day. It's yeah. like, that's rad. And I, you know, especially if like there's a connection where someone you never got to meet which is kind of cool because it, it, it stays James Dean, right? Totally. Died young, that type of thing. So forever not aging, not fucking up, not getting fat, all right, making bad right, decisions. Right. It's like, it's just, it's just timeless. And like, so anyway. He's, he's the man. <laughs> and I absolutely love Tony Welch. Yeah. He came out of the woodwork at Baker and took a few photos of me. And I was, and I was genuinely like, I'm in a Tony Welch photo. That's fucking right. insane. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh, come on!" And I'm like, "No, no." You, he come almost on, like gets man. mad at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's such a dude, man. And he looks like Sammy Hagar when he's in Montrose with that amazing hair. So yes. I'm just like, Fuck, "Yes, that's so awesome." Yeah, yeah. That big Tony uh, fan. That whole Pacific Northwest <laughs> thing. Like, there's so much that has happened in that. You know, I I don't even know what qualifies as the Pacific Northwest. Like, how far down does it go? Is it still like Mount Hood? Is that still Pacific Northwest? I would call that. You have to, in my opinion, like, so I grew up in the inland Northwest. So that's like, um, like around Spokane, Red Mountain, BC, stuff like that. Right. That's interior to me. So I'm like, yes. To me, Pacific has to, you have to be like within an, like the, the ocean, it has to have the Pacific in it. Got it. So to me, it's proximity to the ocean. Yeah. So to me, it's like, it's the coastals, it's the Cascades. So I would consider, you know, Hood still and Mount Hood. Um, I guess other people's opinions would, would be like, if you're going down the Oregon Cascades, like I don't necessarily consider Mount Bachelor, maybe. That kind of seems like that's it's a gray the divider, area to me. Right, but right. if you fucking grew up in Bend, you're claiming that for sure. So, right, right. You got homies that live in Boise and they're claiming like it, it's it's whatever it is, but like <laughs> me personally. Yeah, Boise's kind of if you can yeah, smell salt interior. in the air. Right, 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 right. Like right. if you if you can go outside and you can feel that the Pacific is there. Because it's not the Northwest. It's the, well, at some point, Pacific it Northwest. turns into the Sierras, right? Like, what right. is that divide, or what do we call that? Like, yeah. Northern California, like yeah, the yeah. Tahoe area? That's definitely not Pacific Northwest. Right, yeah. It's to me, it's like the aridness, too, because like, it's like you got the Oregon Cascades. It's not a range. It's just volcanoes. So they're amazing, grand, beautiful things. Yeah. But they they just there's one there and then there's another one <laughs> yes. but like once they hit washington and like from mount rainier 
especially Mount Rainier North, it's just like, it's just, it's a range. It's, it's insane. And it, run, and it bumps in, in, into BC and it just gets gnarlier all the way up to it's Alaska. It's three ranges that like bump into each right. other, right? Yeah. The Selkirks, Purcells, and the Monashies. And they're all just like getting that. bigger, yeah. getting shoved up. It's nuts. Yeah. As I'm, we go. I'm starting to Young get used mountains. to traveling to other places and flying into Salt Lake City. You see that ridge line just all, the, all of a yeah. sudden pop up from the lake. Yeah. And you realize how great of a zone that is. Like, of course, there's all those amazing mountains right there. Right, right. It just is like this geographical, like, beautiful spot. Yeah. And then the same with California, like Tahoe. Oh, yeah. You're in the arid desert in Reno, and you're driving through <laughs> yeah, like yeah. these kind of rolling hills. And then all of a sudden, it's just like paradise. Well, that's how I picture like when you're flying back from Japan or something like that, where it's like like the pacific ocean's fucking huge right right and you're like and you're going for thousands and thousands and thousands of miles and then all of a sudden it's not like you can go across the plains yeah it's like as soon as you hit the west coast it's Bam. fucking shelves yeah yeah and like just from not even snowboarding related that's just like like if you're just designing something on minecraft or something if you're you're building <laughs> yeah. some rad yeah. zone like yeah fuck that's how you would do it right just desolate fucking blue water and then just yes and then yeah and like the the fact that that's where the youngest mountains are like that's where the the tectonic plates are going and like that's currently getting bigger and and as across you move across the north america you know that's progressively older and like thinking about that the appalachians and shit on the east coast were yeah. probably the size of the cascades at one right, point right they just got weathered down over like that shit you know like I love that. Puts stuff. you in perspective. You're like, that, that's the, that is <laughs> wow. the, the part of snowboarding that to me is immutable. Yeah, is that you're in this beautiful spot and and you're riding the terrain from this creative point of view, but you're also like discovering what it is to be out and traveling. Like yeah. when we went to Montana, someone just casually mentioned that. Like I didn't realize it until we're like four days in. Like it's all blue runs. They're all just like. Because the mountains aren't like this, they're like this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, that could be, you know, I might want to retire there. Like, it's right. just all amazing, groomed, cold, amazing shit. Right. And then when the snow falls, you don't want it to be too much more than, you know, 12 inches, right. 17 inches, because you'll start to get bogged down. It's yeah. just not steep enough. But when you were young and hungry growing oh, up yeah. on the in the coastals or yes. the interior, yeah. You just don't even realize what you have. Like again, yeah. it's like when you're talking about that that the ocean and then stuff coming up. It's like it's the only place where the snow. Like you look up in Alaska, it's the only place in the world where snow sticks on like 45 degree <laughs> yes. slopes. Just yeah. because there's all this moisture, it has to go somewhere, so it sticks. And like, so I would be like um, hanging out at Red Mountain and stuff, and I meet some friends in Colorado, and I'd go there in the spring, and I'd be like, oh wow, I'm going up to these. You know, I'd always just heard about Colorado and totally. shit. And I'd always be so disappointed, like, just because for the type of riding that I was into, yeah, just like all mountain riding and just, just the gnarliness of mountains yeah, was like, you were in the spot. And so it was like, but then it was like, like to your point as place and time, right. Where it's like, you don't, as you age or your, your, your things change or whatever perspectives or even doing events, you're like. Yeah, I can't do that event there, but I can do an event there that I can't do in the Northwest. Exactly. Or things like that, where exactly. it's like, you know, you just play to the strengths and then everything's just so fucking unique. 
And that's where I enjoy what we're able to do where, um, to translate this to work a little bit where it's like, um, not trying to just like drop this Seattle Bainbridge Island, I snowboy idea somewhere. It's like, right. I'm trying to come up with a way to complement what everybody's doing in their zone and what's already organically happening, but just fucking give it some juice. That's you know what I'm super saying? rad. Yeah. So like, that's the perspective and that's what keeps me so stoked and like going, uh, that's where I love going, you know, we were just going out to Trollhagen or out to Vermont or New Hampshire, just all these places where like I'll be going to the airport and they're like, where are you coming back? And I'm like, no, I'm going to Minneapolis <laughs> yeah. with a snowboard bag. And they're like, and, and I'm in SeaTac and they're like, why? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. no, this is going to be dope. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, that's, that's an important part of the thing too is like when I moved from Ontario, so I'm in an Ontario transplant. Yeah which a lot of people can relate to because when you move to a place, you have this, like, un- you can't believe that it's real right. compared to growing up here and yeah. you're already acclimatized yeah, yeah. to it, right? Like, if you are if you grew up in Vancouver and you came to Sudbury, Ontario to hike in the rocky little tiny hills that are there, right? I don't think you would get it. Like, I don't think you'd want to do it. Right. You wouldn't go there and be like, oh, this will be fun. Like you have to be from there and then you're moving and you go, oh, wow. You go to like search mount, you go to like a bigger mountain and you're like, wow, this is cool. 600 vertical feet. Amazing. And then you get to like Mount Hood for me was just, it was a mind blower. Right. That something like that existed. Like it physically felt like this is, we're going somewhere where we could fall off a mountain in a rock right. slide or an avalanche. It's steaming. It's crazy. It's venting it as we explode. speak. It might explode, right. <laughs> There's people climbing it with ropes right. and, and crampons yeah, yeah. and stuff and ice axes. And you're going, this is yeah. mind-blowing. Then you get used to it and you're like, I can ride this. Yeah. This is a big, giant blue run. This right. is sick. And oh my God, look at all these crazy features that they built. Right. I think it takes that kind of adventurer's mind to really get the most out of that kind of traveling. Mm-hmm. But like you're saying, you could be from Mount Baker, right? Rankwood talked about going to Alaska and being like, yeah, I get this. Right. Whereas if you were a Colorado guy, you might be like shitting your pants. Right, right. Um, you can be from Baker and go to Trollhagen and be like, this is a cool scene. Right. What these people are doing is fucking awesome. You just can't compare it. That's to me yeah. it's like it's it's again this anti my lifetime of trying to like eliminate comparisons and contests out yes. of stuff. Where it's like, no, just it isn't better. Like don't be making a list what, right. what the raddest fucking resort is. Right. Just go to fucking Trollhog and and, accept, and embrace what the community is and what's going right. on. Right. And this is people are fucking juiced and this energy is rad. And it's yeah, it's not Mount Baker. Right. Or any of that. It's just like just let it be itself. Yeah. Yeah. Just don't have all these rules and fucking exactly. boxes that you gotta yeah. put shit in. The ride to Wherever I rode with Chad Otterstrom mm-hmm. in Colorado, and the and the experience of hiking up at altitude, and I'm from sea level, and yeah, I'm it's losing so my fucking worse. That's why I don't like, have yeah. do events in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, it's there's crazy. literally a thirty percent tax yeah, yeah. that I add on. Yeah, because I'm like I live at seven, like seventy five feet above sea yes, level. Yes, and I'm fifty one. And I don't operate well at 14. You need to acclimatize for sure. Even even Tahoe was like difficult. Oh, yeah. It's like 3,600 feet at the lake. Like it's crazy. Biggest alpine lake in North America for sure. But 
like the experiences where like definitely riding with locals anywhere you go that's the that's the difference between you know fuck look at the seymour kids Devin and the Seymour kids, I don't know why I said it like that. The kid the right. Seymour kids <laughs> created this fun way of riding Mount Seymour that to this day I don't think there's a better resort you could go to at, like on the right day. Right. For Seymour and then people go if there. If you have that yeah. line, if you yes. have that way. Yes. Yeah. If you went there just, you just on show your up on own, your own riding you, single all day you're like okay. You're going to be like this is brutal. <laughs> yeah. This isn't even a resort. Right. I say it on Mike at least a few times a year. If Seymour was at Whistler, like just a zone accessed by those same lifts at okay. Whistler, it would be busy. Right. People would want to be there. Yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah. It's just incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, when did you start as a, you know, because the hindrance to traveling as a teenager, as a, you know, I was a dirtbag snowboarder. Like I had to kind of like, hide it in a trip right like go to vegas to buy snowboards for the shop okay and then get somebody to pay for my van ride up to you know utah right and and ride or go to the montana trip for the trans world thing through the shop right like what was your introduction to like because obviously you travel when you're young yeah well i mean i didn't start snowboarding until i was 18 just didn't have it i started in 1990 and i didn't have any money so like it what we didn't have access to anything like that. So, um, you know, for the majority of the time, it was just like, yo, I love this and stuff, but there wasn't any, I didn't have any of these delusions of grandeur on like, you know, this or that. So I was just like, okay, I want to do this. I didn't even know you could make money out of things. Like there, that, the idea of, 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 of it being your profession or livelihood wasn't anywhere there. It's just like, I fucking love this and I want to do this forever. So to me, it was just like, well, you know, winter's like five months long. I'm like, I'm going to go, like, I'll go frame houses or I sold fruit on the side of the road with this, with a ski buddy of mine. Like I just would work seasonally and just, and, and when I really got, when it really bit, it was like, okay, well, if I'm not living in my house and I don't have a car payment and all this, so I'm like, I bought a 71 Volkswagen bus. Oh, wow. And not a pop top, anything cool like that. Just a, just a cheap bus. And then I had a futon in the back. And it was just like, well, I just reduced your overhead. So my whole thing was just like, I was, you know, just, just, uh, uh, you know, I'd ride, you know, 200 days a year for a couple of years wow. in a row. But it was all just self financed. It was like, yeah, and you just go wherever you want. And then eventually, like, uh, I, w- I would meet a few people through the industry and stuff. And like, um, but it was almost had to be like my buddy Ted Irwin. Um, we had some friends, uh, mutual friends, some of the riders that I knew, the OG guys that at uh, Mount Spokane were like, uh, uh, grew up with like Luke Edgar, who was at, 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 at K2 and stuff. So like yep. Mike Coates, Terry Ray, Johnny Nagahiro, like th- those are the OG dudes that I would like follow around at Mount Spokane. Rad. And I was like, you know, 18, 20 year old guy following people around. So it felt, it's looking back, it's kind of funny. It wasn't like, I was just like this little <laughs> shitty kid. Right. Like it's kind of like this I looked young, so maybe I still, anyway. Um, <laughs> but so uh, through, through that relationship, they would do, uh, K2 would put on this this Mount Rainier hike every rad. June for a K2 couple of years. did like some pretty rad stuff. There was a Mount Baker, like after they closed, they put on like a huge, 
they made like a, a tent cave and stuff and festicle festicle my band played festicle no way i was the mvp of the first festicle yes so anyway yeah so yeah that time with kt was dope and so like our my my friends from 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 spokane grew up and went to school with luke edgar and Haley and 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 that whole crew that was running k2 at the time rad and so uh mike and and the guys would come and cook at this um retailer mount rainier hike cool every june and so that's where i met uh ted Irwin, who at the time was the the northwest rep and for k2 and for dragon and then so i met him he lived in west seattle and um um he would be like you know, I, I was good at hiking. I, I, I would work and get stuff done and I was good at talking with people. And so he would be like chasing me. He had for, for years, he kind of through all these little events and stuff, he was like trying to pull me into the industry. And I'm just like, I'm good. You like, yeah, you yeah. give me a, like, I was like, okay, I need two boards and a pair of goggles. <laughs> like, what do I have to, what's the least I need to do? Yes. So I'm not obligated I love that. And so, yeah, doing things like that, festival, all that. And then, uh, you know, and then eventually, I had, so I'd started Snowboy at the time uh, just to, to make events better than what was going on, what we had. So it really was, there was no, again, no long-term thing. It's like me right. and my buddies were complaining about all the events. And so we just did our own. I, we, I started doing my own instead. And then um, same Ted Irwin, um, he had heard he he knew the folks up at Snoqualmie Pass and knew that they were looking for uh, I believe it was a snowboard coordinator at the time and he name dropped me and right. then that's so eventually like that's how I eventually got into the industry and then to your point then I've been able to you know really the, the traveling the experience all of that yeah. but it was like it came really late that it yeah was like, so that that traveling and everything it was like has, five or six years yeah, before yeah. anything was even I was just. Happy riding pow up in 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 the Kootenays and shit, you know. Yeah, of course, that's sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what is the first official event? Are you doing small events at the at the mountain? Yeah. So or? I was at Mount Spokane, living in the parking lot and uh, surviving off of like uh, the generosity of the locals buying me nachos. You know. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's not a lucrative <laughs> like, job. Snowboard coordinator. No, that right? no, that was before oh, any of that. So, before. like, the first event was like yeah. I was just like a guy. I was just a local, and I was riding. But then um, there's uh, uh, Eric Peterson. So I I'd, I'd instructed for like two, we were the first snowboard instructors in Mount Spokane for what right. you know and stuff. And then we didn't do that anymore. But they were throwing in a they wanted to do the, this big air event. The Mount Spokane Big Air Festival, they called it, and nice. they didn't they didn't know what they were doing, and they asked if I could just like help. Yeah, and again, I, so we built this. It's you know, it was this hip high little jump, and we wrote <laughs> spray tagged Big Air on the side, and like it's it. it's so funny, but I, like that was the first event, but it was just like it was just run at least correctly, like yeah, you know, it wasn't full of itself and I, all that. Yeah, I and was that's a, how it started. I was a part of events up here on Grouse, to, so the concept was a three event. <laughs> series yeah. for locals that was my concept now yeah. my concept wasn't a hundred percent of what was going on at the table right the owner of the store brought in an events coordinator that he knew and event coordinators typically and i'm i'm looking at one right here <laughs> but typically they kind of have a weird 
thing going on. Yeah, yeah. But like it's kind of a schmoozy marketing deal versus it's, it's usually complete bullshit. Yeah. Compared to being connected with the people that you're actually throwing the event for. And it's well, people that aren't doing anything either. It's right, like office right, space. Right, like, right. Yes. Yes. What do you say you do? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's like exactly. it's just constant nut, but they all stumble upwards and get fantastic jobs in yeah the industry, well skipper but. was he he worked on world cup downhills or something and he was a really nice guy mm-hmm. but he was disconnected from the community no right. offense he's not going to listen to this but he was disconnected from the community but he could speak the language of the boss of the store right so i said listen what we should do is we should have a three mountain series event to do cross-pollination between grouse cypress and seymour right and invite any pass holder from any mountain <clears throat> to this event and have the mountains honor their passes for that day. Right. Like it's a one one day at each mountain. How cool would that be to have everybody that's into snowboarding, yeah. into hitting jumps or hips or whatever it was that we were going to do. It was a big air. So boardroom big air it was called. You know it. Um, I think the first one at Cyprus was canceled because of weather. Right. <laughs> the one up here was a disaster because of weather and because logistically nobody had thought okay it takes if it takes us a minute and a half to send one guy down oh yeah and he jumps the jump and then the judges do the thing nobody did the math for eight minutes endless amounts of entrance right right. like i did the math on hill and i said if we do it this way we'll be here for four days (laughs) we we don't have enough time it was going to be a night finals that was like kind of the oh no it would have been sick if you could see which you couldn't there's spray paint and branches on the jump so, and then the third one at Seymour went off kind of without a hitch. I think the first dope. one at Seymour was dope. And it, we brought down, they brought down Nick's from, from Whistler to announce. Yeah. Cool. And there was good prizing and it was a lot of fun. And then the event coordinator went, huh? Huh? See? Yeah. See? Yeah. And then Pear, the guy who ran the shop, took, he wanted a race. <laughs> And he said, if I do the event coordination, because I right. think I can fucking handle this, right. um, give me the money you paid that guy, and then right. the event will be a part of the year. It was a really nice community event, but yeah. it ended up only being at Seymour. And the focus was on getting Peter Line to come up or getting people to come down from Whistler, right, right. which if you're at Seymour is kind of a bummer. If you spend your day at Seymour, this is your home mountain, and all of a sudden, the events for international for you to yeah, watch, yeah, yeah. it's not it's not that fun. Well, there's a huge part of that where you know in the last probably 15 years at least of of Snowboy has been focused on that. It's like you can never get it perfect, but you know when I was at Snoqualmie, you know again it was it was fantastic meeting all your heroes and shit like that. But we would do a lot of events, you know that uh, we'd have. You know, absence shoots, Mac Dog, doing all just all these rad things where, you know, we'd be building stuff up for videos and stuff at the time. That's where you know the the exposure was, and uh, and it was cool. But the locals didn't get to fucking hit any of that shit and stuff like that. And so that's where I was just like, well, I would be the uninvited participant on this. So again, you just got it's perspective, right? And it would be like. Okay, I would have wanted to be a part of this, but I know I wouldn't be allowed to. Right. And so like there there's some legitimacy to that. There's also legitimacy to the exposure and all the things that are going on and you're spending uh uh money and in time to make happen 
right in itself and so again it's like not one's not wrong one's not right, right. but they all have relevance right and how do you make it so so that's where you know we to the point of every event now has a public element to it of where course. it's like and sometimes there's a cap on like at holy bully there's a cap on the public element on the public days because it's just there has to be the 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 demand is so high that like, yeah. it's a great problem to have. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's like, but we're still, I don't know of anybody else that's been out there, especially for the amount of time that we've been doing it. Nobody else is, is ever considering those people. Like, right. Cause that's me. I, again, you can see yourself in that. So it's like, okay, we'll do this and we'll create all these assets and all this hype and all this checks, all these boxes. And, and sometimes it's just rad to be, in inside those ropes too and, and get to see that there's Absolutely. there's a huge part to that i'm very selfish on that like i just i just enjoy watching everybody go through what we've created and interpret it and do all that but it's like there is that legitimacy of you know can we do more like can we add a public couple of days and not everybody will get access and some people will still be fucking butthurt and blow me up on instagram but i'm like <laughs> but i'm doing more than pretty much anybody else is and hopefully somebody else is going to see a way and 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 do it even better and then i'll be like oh shit i didn't even think of that right so you know it's all just yeah at this point you're you're leading the charge on this which is uh, i'm i'm glad that we got to that point where your events aren't just and they are premier events like the big guys are there the big names are there they're enjoying the features you're making the features you're making are uniquely yours they're recognizable as a snowboy event. Right. The FOMO when it happens, when you're seeing it in your feed, like is like, oh That's damn, right. that looks so fucking rad. <laughs> I wish I could be there. So, but to to forget about the people who live and breathe that you know sunshine, right? They've yeah. got a pass to have an event at your home mountain that you don't get to ride the features. Yeah. I've had I, it happen. Yeah, and it sucks. Yeah, big time. Or we would be, and then, and then other aspects of that. So, like, that's one element of it. Another yeah. thing is on those big shoots that we'd have, like, we'd be out there in the fucking shitty weather, me and the park crew, putting it yes. all together and getting it all buffed out, and then the talent would show up yeah, and then do their thing. And, like, again, that's what the model was at the time. Yeah. But it was like, I'd sit there, and it would be like, fuck this. Like, like some people were amazing. The majority were amazing. Yes. But there'd be a, a writer or two or a, a filmer or somebody involved with that crew. And they'd say something or just the expectation or like, like yeah. we were beneath them. Like, right. and it was like, that would just chat my ass, man. It was like, I was just, I don't know what that expression is. <laughs> that's right. No, <laughs> but that's, it would just, it would yeah. piss me off. And I'm like, sure. no, that's, or, or even to the point of sometimes when there would be a, uh, we were part of, um, uh, SPT. Yeah, was, it was like uh, part of uh, the 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 sister resorts and whatnot at Booth Creek at the time. Yeah, learned so much from from all the all the, all those guys, but also like sometimes there would be this, and I don't know that it was it was intentional. I'm sure it wasn't even intentional, but like all of a sudden, like the the A dudes would show up builder wise. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and like and then we would just be supporting. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, and so it was yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. always, you were sec, you were getting that same thing, even though you were working for, you were still a part of it, but you still felt like you weren't really an integral part of it. Yes. And so that's where, what we try to do is like, it's a, it's, it's a meshing. It's like, here's a concept that I've got 
and or that I came up with or my crew or the, a group of people have put together. But again, it's like it's not completely it's not drawn out on a fucking AutoCAD right. file. Right. And like here's the here's the general concept and then I want to get some of your feedback and I'm going to work with your crew and like we're we're going to we could still Snowboy can show up and and get it done all by ourselves if we right. need to. Right. Right. But the best case scenario is that we're working with your crew. We're meeting you. We're talking. We're having those conversations. We're showing you stuff that we've picked up. Maybe we're picking something up from you. Yeah. Like it's just that it is this. It's us. Yeah. It's yes. not them. It's right. us. You know what I'm saying? Like yep. And, and that then, uh, it and to me that's the riders too. And, and having yeah. that is it, that's like snowboy all the way through. Rad. Where Rad. it's like whether it's riders, whether it's media. That's. That's why everybody rakes yeah. at our events, yeah. where nobody's above anybody else. Right. Like, yeah. I'll be down there doing the fucking hardest job. <laughs> yes. Even though I don't fucking have to. But it's like, no. Leading by example. Anyway. And just, and yeah, there's, a, there's an equality there. You know, I talked about it. When you've come through the gate at first, it's like, you know, Disneyland or something. It's a very, there's a mythology to it. Like, I'm at a fucking snowboy event. This is incredible. There's outside the fence, and I'm inside the fence. This feels great. And for the first few minutes, people are just getting acclimatized to, oh, my God, is that just Kamira? Oh, my God, is that Blake Paul? Like, there's, like, real huge celebrity riders there. Yeah. And then as it goes on, you realize, oh, my God, everybody's just kind of doing the same thing. They're waiting for a wet weather window. They're waiting for yeah. that vibe to feel good. You might be on the on the course at the same time as somebody who's just totally crushing it, like Fridge. Yeah. And you're like, I'm. there's no feeling of like, I'm not worthy. It's just like people are riding through it at all ability levels. And doing it, different things off of the same things. Right. So that comes back, like, that's what... like. Snowboy really starts to hit a groove on some of that when we start the like the Holy Oli revival is is one of there's there's two components to like what made Bowley in my head yeah is um an event series called Shut Up and Snow Skate yeah and an event called the Holy Oli revival and so they both have equal parts on this but getting to your point with that um uh there's there's a vibe that was created with the Holy Oli revival. And so that was, um, when I was first at Snoqualmie, um, again, I didn't ride there and stuff. So a lot of, I'm just trying to, I'm a sponge, right? I'm just trying to soak up and learn as much as I can. And so I'm talking to old heads. I'm getting to meet all these people that I, that I idolized from afar. Um, but then I'm also talking to like these, the kids that are just out in the park every day and shit like that. Rad. And it's like, yeah, I'm older than everybody at the time, than those kids I'm talking to. But like people didn't, even this is like 2001. And there's people that didn't know who Peter Lyon or Jamie Lynn or Joey <laughs> McGuire were, right. let alone like, yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the deep cuts below that. Sure. But I was just like, holy shit, are you kidding me? And like, and they didn't know that they grew up there and stuff. Because at the time, like Snoqualmie, like you would just, we mentioned this earlier, it's like it would, it's where you learned to ride where the ski bus was. And then yes. by the time, you, but you didn't claim it. Like you went there and you spent time there. Right. And you probably had a blast. Yeah. But like once your buddy got a driver's license, you were going somewhere else. Totally. And so my vibe was just like, oh, we got to create some, I wanted to create pride in the zone. And so some of that was like, seeing what had happened before you but i didn't want to be that bullshit marketing stuff where you just hit your wagon to something that happened 
organically by itself and then you're claiming it like you did it like fuck <laughs> right, that right, right. so it was like no we got to do something but like what i want to do is re-establish that so the whole idea of the holy holy revival was we did it at at this area where some of the very first events ever happened in 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 washington state in the whole west coast for that matter probably wow and so it was at the there was this giant water tower that had always been painted by to look like an well at, at during that era, it was painted to look like an Olympia beer can. Okay. It's proportionate, same type of size. Sick. Uh, so Travis Rice jumps off of it in his part in Pop in Absinthe movies. So if you want to see that can, that's where you go. Um, that's a whole other segment. It was an amazing week. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, so there's this water tower, and it looks like that. And so I'm like, I've always bit lyric or uh, uh, graphics and stuff. It's like, oh, we could do that. Instead of uh, Olympia, it could say Summit. Yeah. So, so instead, instead of instead of Olympia, it's the water. It said Summit at Snoqualmie, right? And so a group of us uh, basically put up a bunch of scaffolding and painted, repainted that tower and all that. And my whole idea Damn. there was like, this is again, this is sacred ground because some of these events happened here. So to me, there's the holy, and yeah. then this is an holy beer can. Yeah. So it was like the holy holy makes total. It, it rhymes. It, that's where that comes from. And then the revival even though it had never been is like it, it's bringing back and celebrating like what happened specifically on Snoqualmie Pass but also in in the the greater northwest. Sick. And so it was Holy Holy Revival a celebration of Northwest Snowboard Pride was the name. Dope. And so the kind of concept was it was like we're doing it now. It's a it's 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 a nod to the past while looking at the future in the present, if you're trying to break it down. So everybody's involved. And the whole concept was, we just kept, you know, it evolved over the eight years that it was there. And uh, what was it? So we started 2004 and it ran to 2011, my last year there. Um, But like the, the, the idea was, you know, I didn't want it to be a contest. It was just, just a gathering of people, which is why, after the first time I went to the Mount Baker Bank Solemn, the 12th year, 1996, I think, I went to the Mount Baker Bank Solemn, and the gathering was so fucking amazing. I started Snowboy just trying to, like, the, I don't even know if I directly connected it to, but it was like, that gathering is what I'm looking for, the community. Rad. Rad. Like, whatever we're doing, as long as we're hanging, it's an excuse to hang out. Yes, It's totally. a reason to put it on, to not wash out on that plan. Was 96 the year that it, there was really good snow and everyone was just free riding the whole time as well? I, I mean, I went 10 years a in a row yeah, and there yeah, was, yeah. they were all awesome. Yeah. And one year it rained and it was still awesome. Yeah. So they all blurred yeah. together. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But that was a, a huge mo- Like that was a, like, this was like finding your tribe. Totally. To, to sound like a kook on that. Like it was like, that was, this was my people. This I still have friends that in experiences from that. I mean, I could talk for two or three hours just on that that week that I spent at Mount Baker. Yeah. But so, you know, that's what we were trying to do. I was just, but also like the create this gathering, but eliminate all the bullshit. And so, the whole idea of everything we do when I describe our events now, like we'll have a rider meeting or something, and it's like okay, ten to three, and we're gonna start. And it's going to end and there's rad shit in the middle do whatever the fuck you want yeah 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 yeah, yeah. be productive like we don't want to be like everybody's <laughs> kind of you're kind of you got a job to do have fun get some clips do things like that but it's like it doesn't need to have there's i don't we don't need heats we don't need this we don't all no, that stuff totally. is extra right and if you're into that there's so many rad zones and people that are doing that fantastic 
So right, I'm like, I'm right, not going right, to right. try to make something that already exists. But to me, there's this, this. And like at the time with the Holy Holy Revival, it was like, again, I wanted, so like this one, I'm, I'm watching, I forget, it was like the fifth or sixth year of this thing. We had like amazing weather in like the line, like the who's who, it was like the biggest like who's who lineup year, right? Like right. Jeff Brushy showed up out of nowhere. Wow. Like this is the first year Wes Makepeace came down Damn. and was playing in the after party. Sick. And uh, Vile Leoma's there and Jeez. Danny Cass is there. Holy and, shit. And all this, like all that's happening and I'm watching this and I'm geeking out and like all the Think Think crew and like there's all this stuff happening and I'm just soaking it in. But then also like at the time, like Jacob Krugmeyer's dropping in and at the time he's like 10... 11, 12 years old. Like, red. But, and, and obviously he's killing it now and everything, but it's like nobody's out of place. Like, sometimes people will talk about Bully and reference it to like, oh, it's kind of like a border cross because everybody just gets to hang out and there's no pressure. And I, was, I thought about that a bit and I'm like, eh, there's a, a touch, but I'm like, in a border cross, which I cut my teeth on back in the day, I was like, you're just hanging out with the same, cr- the, yeah. the, your category. Totally. Yeah, you get to hang and it's still and you get to make two runs a day. Right. I'm like so there I, I get what you're saying on that, but I'm like, it's not that. I want it to be if I relate to that person that's twenty years older than me or that, you know, whatever, it's just open. Yeah. And so yeah. kind of that's where again, that's the concept. That's why holy came off and came into bully was to me that was it was it 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 was the one piece that could be moved because the other thing was connected to a physical structure, yeah. that water tower. Yeah. So the revival's gone. Oli is gone. Holy is this, like, to me, it's the vibe that was created over those Rad. eight years. Yeah. So I'm going to stick that in my pocket. Yeah. And that's what we're going to k- keep into. So what's the first Boli? First Boli <laughs> is where? First Boli's in Japan. Wow. But... How does it, that happen? It's kind of a back step to that because before, the, again, I mentioned, you know, there's the Holy Bully, or sorry, the Holy Oli Revival and Shut Up and Snow Skate. Right. So this is the other side of this coin that I promise intersect here <laughs> if you bear with me. Yeah, yeah. But um, so Shut Up and Snow Skate is the first event that I start, that's my idea at Snoqualmie. So I'm there the first year, I'm just in, I've just been inheriting other people's things that were on a list. Sure. And yeah. I was just a part-time seasonal worker yep. at the time. But then immediately they were like, oh, this guy, obviously he's passionate, whatever. I, it, becomes a, I, it becomes a year-round role. Um, so in 2003, I think it is, we start um, Shut Up and Snow Skate. And at the time, Mervin is, uh, uh, specifically Gnu, is like that's when the the by deck the two deck yeah. snow skates yeah. are just going bananas yeah and so that's a big push on there which they actually work those uh, ones like so there was fun. a there was a long period of time where we had those little flat snow skate things that sure they work like a skim board you can put a thing in front of them slide on it flip around as long as you're going in a straight line you're good yeah but the that those can you know the by decks you, you can ride you them can on do a whatever chair. yeah yeah it was dope yeah, yeah. and so. And the temple always called them shitty day enhancers too. Like you're <laughs> yeah. just like, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, that was like a, it was a cool time there. And um, so we made this push and th- through marketing and these events was able to like legitimize and get, um, get uh, uh, 
chairlift access to these. Damn. And so we used that and pushed it through. Um, this event showed up in Snowskate, tying together with a local, you know, with the manufacturer, all that. It, it, part of it was the event because it was just a blast to do this thing. But also it was like, fuck, why couldn't we have these? It, you know, it's, it's not the work that Jake and everybody did to get snowboards allowed. <laughs> right, right, right. They already broke the egg, but it's yeah. like there was some similarity. There, there was still a hesitancy. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, we shut, started shut up in Snowskate, and that was – so we were building – little small like skate park size bowls Dope. but they had we'd make like pre-curved coping and build the bowls to that so so we're Sick. building bowls in 2003 and shut up skate ran for six years so during that whole time there's always these bowl elements specifically to the events up at snoqualmie we end up making this a whole a, like a three to four stop tour a year wow through other Booth Creek resorts at the time. And this was where we were able to use like the precedent at Snoqualmie that allowed snow skating. We're like, oh, now we're going to bring it to, we're going to do an event, but it's also like an exhibition to show you. So, and so it was able to all of a sudden, you know, then all of a sudden loons allowing it. We're doing an event there. We're doing an event at Sierra Tahoe and they're allowing it. And all these places, our sister resorts kind of working inside the, the corporate structure. Amazing. And, and it's, so it's allowing all this. And so that's, I'm, you know, I'm proud of that point. But, um, so we get to like, I want to say this, uh, one of the last year, years of, um, of shut up and snow skate. Sorry, I need a reference there. I think, uh, 2007, we build this um, this big standalone. It's like a it's a it's a and from the very front. It's a quarter pipe, probably about twenty feet high. Uh, it's hips on the sides, and then in the middle of the quarter pipe, there's a channel about seven or eight feet wide, and it goes into. And then there's a bowl in the oh, gut of this rad. thing. So it was like this is game. I drew this on a napkin one morning, type of thing. It's like oh, that would be cool. And so we build this just for shut up and snow skate, and it's pissing rain. And it's the the event was what it was um there's really hardly any photos from that one it's a bummer but um so we did this event and then a week later we're doing a ms super park qualifier right with snowboarder magazine yeah so i'm hanging out with t-bird and bridges and there's only like five or six women i think at this thing um so there's a decent amount of time just standing, kind of waiting around as the laps and stuff are going. And like Bridges is looking down to his left and he's looking at this fucking pile of snow that like Think Tank had been filming on after the event. So it, it's it's probably worn. It's like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, oh, we this is that thing. We built that for a snow skate event or something like that. He's like, oh my God, what the fuck? He's like, we need to get Peter Line up here. And, <laughs> yeah. And he, he kind of dug what what that feature was. The next year, sorry, we're doing a Holy Holy Revival at that same base area because there was a landslide over at Hayak that took out the whole fucking resort. Whoa. And so we're moved it over. But anyway, I get a call from Pat and he's saying they're doing these things. They're, uh, they're, Snowboarder Magazine is, is running these stories called Super Sessions. And so it was basically just like teaming up with a brand and they'd bring a bunch of people together and it was Dope. like an 8, 10, 12 page story and uh, promoted. And so the idea, he was like, basically, could we rebuild that bowl feature from the year before Yeah, and just dress it up even more? Sure. And so I was like, fuck, that would be dope. So we build the, this big version of that. Um, uh, we get 
get some good weather, things like that. It's got pool coping on it. All this, <laughs> oh, wow. the Volcom team comes up. It's like Vile's there and Gigi's there, even though he fucked up his knee. And then, <laughs> and Pat Moore's there and Zach Marbin and Elena uh, Height and wow. Blum. And, and then we got like local, we got Hironaka into the mix and, and stuff like that. So it was just this rad session. I think we did, it's like three days long. Um, Jamie came up, uh, Jamie Lynn came up and, uh, the, the last evening, I think, um, he came in and, and spray painted these, these flower, the eyeball flowers, yeah. which later on you'd see everywhere. But uh, up at, at that point, I hadn't, I'm sure he'd been tagging them all over the place, but that was the first time I'd seen him. Sick. So those are all painted in the background and we ended up getting this, there's a Scott Sullivan, f- uh, photo of, so Austin Hiranaka is doing this hand plant on blue pool coping inside this bowl. The sun's <laughs> behind him. You can see these the 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 Jamie eyeball flowers in the background. Uh it's done so well. Like and to this day, I'm like, if but Austin was riding for Air Blaster, and I I'll stand to it to my dying day. If 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 Austin was on Volcom, that would have been the cover. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's one yeah. of the most, I, I absolutely just adore that fucking photo. It's beautiful. And, um, but uh, looking back at that, I refer to that as like bully zero. Yep. So to me, that gets, it's like the height of at the time. So that's like 2008. That's the height of bull, bulls being built, to my knowledge, in the US. And so, um, the, and I'm getting closer here on the, the <laughs> on how we tie into Japan. So in that similar time frame, we're doing a lot of stuff with Snowboard Connection, legendary shop in Love Seattle. That shop. We lost our fucking Sonics and SnowCon, I believe, in the same year. Anyway, wow. still bitter about both. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, one of this these, this cat Kenji Kato, uh, just a phenomenal phenomenal human being. Uh, he worked at SnowCon and helped on their events and stuff. And he would come up and, uh, uh, you know, just be involved with the events that we'd be doing. His visa ended up expiring. And so he had to go back to Japan. And so um, bef- sometime, probably the week before he had to go back, um, my wife Smiley and I went out to Mama's uh, and, and ate some burritos with him and we're just like, you know, wishing him well and, yeah. you know, sending him off. And, uh, and it was like, Hey, you know, if you're down, we had a good rapport. I'm like, I'd love to do some events in Japan. Like at some point let's do, so, let's team up. Had you been to Japan at had that not. point? Yeah. No. Yeah. You were just like, like no, is, but this is yeah. cool. Like I've always had like, you know, yeah, Japan, fuck, why not? Japan. That'd be dope. I want to go there. Yeah. And so fast forward a little bit. Um, uh, I left Mer. Uh, sorry, I left uh, Snoqualmie, and then uh, <clears throat> started at Mervin Manufacturing at LibTech and GNU. And uh, as we created a new role there, and as like uh, global events manager, I believe it was called. Wow, pretty dope. <laughs> yeah, no <laughs> but it was shit. like okay, well, we created all these things that work in the Northwest. I'm like, this shit will work anywhere, in my opinion. Yeah, of course. And so it was like, okay. Um, and one of the things that I wanted to do was start getting to Japan. So I, my first trip to Japan was through, um, like on a, uh, uh, um, with, with Mervin was like on a, a sales thing with Mike Miyazawa, Sick. like the OG distributor in Japan and stuff. So I went out there and it's like, Oh wow, this is killer. 
And then uh, uh, Kenji was kind of working at in the industry in Japan, so there was crossover there. And then, um, so then it was like, okay, been there once. It's like, let's do an event. But like, I wanted to start with something smaller and achievable. Yeah. And so we did these things at the time we were doing. Uh, is I had this event at Snoqualmie that we branched out to all over the place. It was called Boxes for Days. And so like, if if you've seen like those Boxzilla lines or something like that at resorts, yes, yes. nothing totally, totally. It was boxes for days with an asterisk, and it was called the asterisk said a ridiculously fun day involving lots of boxes. Mm-hmm. And it's just building these two, three hundred foot, uh, just ridiculous box lineups, and maybe one person would get it. It wasn't really skull skill. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you just locked in and you got it. So yeah. anyway, yeah, this is something you could do just about anywhere and replicate it, and it was just fun and like you know it was good. So um. We that was the first event we did in Japan. Yeah. And so I tied that in with 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 Kenji. He did a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, things like that. Right. And uh, that's where the first snowboy events in Japan happened. Yeah, that's why you know I've heard it a couple of times. Like, didn't that shit start in Japan? But I mean, like so, as you just said, there's eight years leading up to the right. To and this. so even Japan yeah. starts. So that's like that's the first event, the first snowboy event in Japan. And then the next year, we come back and do another um, um, Boxes for Days at San Osaka. Or that was first. Anyway, we, we do two um, um, Boxes for Days events in Japan. And I believe the second year is when we doubled up and had the first Holy Bully. Right. So like my whole thing at Mervin was like, I, had, I told them, here's all these events I want to do. But in the back of my head, I'm like, I want to do this thing called Holy Bully. And so... Basically, I made it, it wasn't authorized or like on the list when we started the year. Right. But in my head, I'm like, I'm going to save enough money on all these other things. Yeah. I'm going to bring in everything under budget. And if I do my job right, my reward is going to be doing another event. <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> I had mentioned it to Pat, to Pat Bridges. And so like that, I'll, so Snowboarder Mag was going to do a, a story on this thing. So that kind of helped legitimize Rad. some stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I talked with uh, Evan at uh, Lefevre that who was at monster at the time. Same. And he got behind it and that was actually like the, 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 the funds that were able to kind of help launch it. Um, and where I was going with Holy Bully was that in those visits that I had been at, been at in Japan, these fun days events, stuff like that. And I'd just be seeing what's going on. There was this, there was this cult bowl culture already there. Right. So like, again, it was like when I was in Spokane seeing stuff in, on, in the cascades and being like, yo, I think that's my people, but I'm not there. Right. And so I'm in Seattle building these bowls and I'm like, there's my people and they're building bowls over there. But to me, a lot of what I saw the most of was, was like a lot of surf inspired bowls, a lot of small feature, yes, hand built stuff, totally. amazing, awesome, rad stuff. But also, I was like, okay, there's one, there's a, a person or two in the states that is doing this, there's a whole culture that's already here. And I've what I wanted to bring to the table was more of a skate park kind of vibe, like again Northwest, like it's it's the best concrete skate parks in the world, especially at the time. Right. It's like that's the vibe that I want to bring. So it's it, with the slashing, with the turns, I want to have some air. I want to have some punk rock, like that vibe yeah. in it too. So to me, I was it was we. I wanted to start it in Japan as a nod to where this culture was already thriving so 
there was a scene there and it was happening happening all over the place and there's so many amazing people involved but then like i also thought we had a different take on it so it wasn't like you know so we were bringing something of value to it yeah that's my headspace in, in all of this and then um so yeah working with kenji we talked to uh uh, uh hapa one in hakuba in hakuba and uh, we lined it up, and that's where the first um, Holy Bowly was. And, uh, you know, uh, what's funny on all this, and it, I, if we hopefully we have enough time for all these, yeah, each of one of these Bowly stops has, has this almost didn't happen element to it. <laughs> Weather-wise or just like... Everything or, yeah. above. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it's, just, it's just an anomaly. But, so the first year... So we're we're doing holy bully at Hapaone in Hakuba, and in my trips before it was lining up. I wanted to really uh, work with some of the builders that were doing some of these other events that I'd seen. It was like, yo, this is this is me. You're me. You know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're peers on this, and so um, uh, uh, one of them was Bubbles, who's who's built so many amazing bowls part of the gentum stick crew rad uh just a unbelievably rad individual uh, another one goro komatsu who was doing all these uh uh building events too he he at the time he owned replant snowboards uh, just just two stellar dudes right right and so i'm like okay like let's we can kind of work together and so um we're, we're putting this this whole thing together the the poster comes out so the poster is is a is a white field, uh, just white field of snow basically with that same um, eyeball flower that Jamie painted in two thousand eight right. on my biggest bowl to date. Yeah. So that is that's in the middle of the of of the poster and it's got snow on the branches and stuff. So the whole idea there is like the seed that 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 was planted in two thousand eight now has just popped out of the fucking snowpack Rad. and has become this new thing. And, and, and so, uh, so yeah, that's like the visual to this. And, uh, and so we're lining this whole thing up. We've got Goro, we've got Bubbles, uh, Kenji's the man behind the scenes, putting it all together. Um, we're, we're in Japan. We start this build. Um, and all of a sudden, there's this, people are freaking out. And it's like, what's going on? And, and so we had built a Facebook pay, events page because that was a thing, right? Sure. At the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and in it, in the description, I'm lining it up and like a lot of the things I'm always trying to do, it's like I'll get my credit on it when it's successful and everything. But sure. it's not, I don't need to be out here beating my chest on it. Like, no, no, right. So with that is like I'm trying to highlight who we're working with all that legitimize what we're doing, right? And so it's listing, uh, it lists bubbles, it lists Goro, um, all in, in some other people that are involved with this thing. Um, it turns out that earlier Goro had had been popped for for marijuana, which is a big deal in Japan. Okay, and okay. so but he had done all the stuff, whatever he had to do to to make right with that. Yeah, but but there was this this the resort was trying to almost. It's like there were there was a shame on the event type of thing, damn, and that that it couldn't happen because like because Goro's name was on this thing, right? Like a political, yeah. Kind of and again, it's a, it's a cultural thing yeah. that I, yeah, 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 yeah. So the whole event stops, 
the build stops. We have oh, like wow. a whole day. And as all this is happening, this giant rainstorm comes in. And so it's just pissing rain for like an entire day. Oh, God. And all of a sudden, so this is like a big fucking deal. And so there's every, like all the management from Hoppo, we're in this, this big room and it's just tables the whole way around it. And like all these like businessmen, like the dudes, I'm assuming, sure. from this resort or its holder or whatever. There's yeah. just a lot of dudes in suits and there's people behind them that are like, it looked like a Senate hearing. <laughs> Oh my God! Like there's bubbles, <laughs> there's Goro, there's a there's a Endo, my, the photographer. There's myself. There's Kenji. I'm the only fucking white guy. There's I'm the guy guys in that's hanging out there, and we're having to explain like what. And so I'm using I we're we're going online. I'm finding an electronic uh, PDF of Bowley Zero right. to show, because their whole thing is like, Goro's putting this event on, is right, how they right, were coming. Right, right, like, right. And we can't have that. And I'm like, fuck, man, like, I probably get, like, my this job might disappear if this event doesn't happen. Like, everybody's <laughs> trusting. We, wow. we brought yeah, 20 yeah, people across yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 the sea. Like, so I'm freaking out, right? And so so we're, we're showing that it's like, no, this predated. Like, yeah. here's, the, here's the artwork is this so like again this this photo that scott sullivan took of austin hiranaka is up on a projector in front of all these fucking people oh, and wow. and in my council or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. is like describing what's going on in this whole we're in this meeting for a couple of hours i'd have no idea what's anybody's even saying right <laughs> yeah and so this is like this the most like twilight zone episode of my life but anyway at the end of it we there's all these apologies that we do like form like all this you know and yeah. I get it. So then the event is canceled, but a new event, basically the same name, can now happen. So like that again within so the structure, it's like Goro's event has been canceled, and then this thing and this so new and, event. Yeah, and I think there was some some we couldn't have like yeah there was some stipulations to what or what we couldn't do yeah part of it also was that we couldn't we had to go plow down everything we'd built and start over from scratch so there would be no oh, fingerprints wow. of what have and that may or may not have happened right but regardless right, right right so anyway um this whole yeah so this was this giant thing and then I it happens the event That's happens nuts. it's fantastic yeah it's like yeah this um, it's, it gets worldwide attention but I, oh my god you wow. imagine like once the, the the feeling i always every event once it starts there's this my my shoulders rise yes and it's yeah. like yeah. okay f different levels of of anxiety or pressure or whatever but i'd never had that before there's songs that i was <laughs> listening to in my headphones that to like i play at every bully during the build, these are songs that like got me through that shit. Nice, nice. And that that I'll play just as a, a as an honor to that. Okay. So yeah, that. so it happened and it was fantastic. Yeah. But again, as we go, you'll see every fucking one of these things on this thing that's from Jump. It was it was so well received. Yes. And and yeah. so worth everybody's involvement and 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 starts to create this whole new thing within the industry. But it is fought by different elements the entire fucking time, it's almost nuts. up to present. 
it is up to present because its tits is still fighting its way oh, yeah. into. I don't want to say mainstream, just like the fact that it's its tits. That's mm-hmm. a big part of it. Like it's inseparable now. Right. You couldn't change it to you know some other name. It just wouldn't make sense. Oh yeah, yeah. It's got its branding. It's well. Got that was its, the whole yeah. thing with with its tits on that. And to jump over to that, whereas like when I left Mervin. Um, I was like, I really wanted to start building some events with some of my really good friends yeah. that I also were just happened to be some of the most amazing snowboarders in the world. Brad. And so when I left Mervin, it was like, um, the first thing I teamed up with was I called, I called Jeno and I was like, cause he'd been supporting and doing artwork for us and being a part of all these all these events at Snoqualmie and at Mervin for all this time. Rad. But it was in, in, just because it was the right thing to do, and he was just a good—he's a good friend. Where is he from? Um, I, he was—he was from Surrey when I—I don't yeah, know where he's originally yeah. from, but it was the first time I'd ever heard of the word Surrey, and I was like, oh, it's kind of like a slur, anyway. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, but uh, so I, I let Jeno—I think he was the first person that I let know that after I left Mervin, I was like, hey, we can do stuff now. As I go, thanks for all your help, and what's something that there's ever anything we can team up on yeah and i've got this dry erase board that's always hanging above my 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 desk You've i've seen, seen it. it yeah and it it's and on a portion of it is just all these names of of potential of i just names is how i start an event like yeah what's in a name fucking everything yeah if you get the right name then you build something around it and so i had this one it was like barely and barrel was spelled capital capitalized yeah. and then and then a small y and then in under and then lowercase an event was on that thing forever. And I was like, oh, that's just a funny play on words and you could do something with barrels. Yeah. Anyway, so, and, 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 and after that, we did years of, of barreling events with, in all kinds of events with dinos. That was fantastic. Another person I wanted to team up with, Scott Stevens. Right. Um, and the projects I created with him. So this, so we've done seven years of the projects, Dope. like all over North America. And that's, fucking amazing and then the other the third person i wanted to team up on was jess kamara and uh she'd been at holy holy revivals uh she'd been at the downtown she was the first woman in the downtown throwdown series that we used to do right um just and just the most badass human on the planet absolutely um and and so i think at the time i think ms super park had just been pulled the plug or is on life support or something yeah but anyway i was just like man i, I want to do a women's specific event and then i was like i i always had that that phrase like that oh that's tits man yeah. no it's the yeah. tits and so it was always just like this this old school fucking phrase and um and i'm like wait we we build all these snow boobs yeah things like that it's like man, oh, there's boobs there's tits and then I started, and I was like, oh, this could be a women's specific empowerment type of event. Then it ends up, we bring in Megan and Lisa and the crew at B4BC. So rad. there's a, a literal tits yeah. element to this. And yeah, and it's grown to this rad thing. But yeah, again, again, it's me and Jess coming up with this. So to me, I was like, it can't be called the ladies day out in the slopes smile <laughs> oh, fest right. or some bullshit. It's like, right. we're, here's who we are. Here's our personalities. It's gonna have some edge to it. You're gonna it's like perfect, but but it took years for it to find. It still, we're st- like you said, we're still working with uh, uh, you know just resorts being comfortable with the name and shit like that. So it's weird. It's a throwback to when resorts weren't comfortable with snowboarding. It was so yeah, yeah. it was such a weird thing 
that there wasn't i mean i'm sure there are places where it just happened where the guy's like i like money lift tickets are my money right so snowboarders yeah whatever they want to what they want to slide the roof of the shack okay fine yeah yeah you know and this is sort of like that they want what yeah. They want to they want to put up banners everywhere that says it's tits. But now it's grown it's the biggest women's snowboard event in the world. It's epic. It so yeah. it's like and it generates money. Yes. And exposure right. and income. So it's like right. the whole time we were right. But also it's like it wasn't ever a part of the plan but you know uh, a couple of years ago as when George Carlin passed it was like going through playing some of the, the records and shit back in the day and it's you know it's one of the seven words you can't say on That's tv it. it's tits yeah and it's so true. it's like there's a little like okay that was buried in there even subconsciously <laughs> yeah on all that to it for sure but yeah but i guess also like to me if maybe it's a justification but it's like if if people are saying no you're probably on the right track. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, man. Because this, there's a lot in this industry, and we can go on for hours on that. But there's, right. it's a lot of complacency and it's a lot group, of stagnation. It, groupthink, right? Like, so yeah. if you're gonna do groupthink, then you're gonna do things that have been done before yeah. that worked. Yeah. So you're gonna be like, no, we need a contest format. We need a winner. We need. We're gonna we'll make it like tennis. On I the, like tennis. Yes, we're gonna have people on the podium. They're gonna be spraying each other yeah. with with bottles of champagne. It feels legit. Yeah, it feels legit to do that, and it feels safe. Yeah, and it feels very unsafe to build a bunch of snow boobs and invite the girls and call it its tits. It's right. like, does anybody? It's like the parents coming into the shop going. Did the kids still say rad? And you go, like, not like that. Is it still cool to say cool? It's like, right. not at, at all like that. And it's scary. Yeah. It's scary for most people to actually embrace, you know, what goes on at the baked salmon, for example, right. at, at Seymour. Like, it, because on the surface, it feels like there's an outside inside type thing. Oh, I'm not cool enough to go to that. That's how I felt right. for real. Oh, yeah. Then I went there and I'm like, oh, this is the epic gathering of the best. And that was where I was actually exposed to building the event is a part of the expectation of participating. Oh, yeah, in it. yeah, yeah. And I was at first, I was like, well, you know me, Nick, I'm I'm quite lazy when it comes to, because <laughs> he works on uh, Crystal's cabin where I was going to take you on okay. Seymour. And they'll dig, you know, move rocks and all these things. And I'm kind of like, I like making a fire right, and right. relaxing. You know? <laughs> but then once I got up there and started actually working, and I'm not saying I did a big amount of work mm -hmm. on baked salmon, the the vibe is community yeah the vibe is vision and the vibe is inclusion yeah like this is gonna be there's gonna be little kids there's gonna be old men there's gonna be pros there's gonna be everybody right and it, it it's such a fun vibe and then when i got to holy bully i'm like i know this yeah this is that i know this component this is it, it. It's just a different dressing to it yeah and it, bringing it back to what you were saying it's like if you're getting resistance and you've thought about your thing. This isn't just something off the off the top of your dome. Yeah, yeah. You've got a vision for these Fully things. Fully fucking thought out. <laughs> I cannot believe that you had a paid position at Mervin as an events creator. That's fucking brilliant. Kudos to them. Oh, yeah. For having and given the, us that yeah. giving me that platform. That's and, epic. And in the leash to go do yeah. that shit. And now seeing what it's grown into, it's like you you 
took the rain and ran with it. Like it, it's and, and the driving force behind it is creativity, authenticity, all the things that are the best about snowboarding. It's awesome. Oh yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's incredible, dude. Yeah, well, that's even like into the name. Like, so that was the I, I always like having taglines to mm-hmm. a lot of these. Again, what's in a name, right? Uh, so, holy bully, the tagline was an international gathering of creativity and flow. Like, right, it just just popped in my that's head. It. It's lyrics, man. But yeah. Uh, which is hilarious because you see anything that's like the as bully has increased in its people's awareness of it and stuff. Like how many of those words have been included in a lot of sometimes even bigger events, but like oh, it's all about they just rearrange them and yeah, it's like yeah, like, huh, that's weird. That, that kind of sounds familiar. You're like yeah. okay, so again. Um, it legitimizes er- everything there, but uh, yeah, yeah, it, that that's the hard part is 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 when you thought it out and you've got a, some sort of a track record of of what you've done and you know it's going to work because you know the people that will y- your your community. I'm like my t- at the time it's like we're we're building th- that stuff up and I'm like oh well I got I got Bertner and I got Jeno. And I got Jess, and I got Bridges, Kenji. Like we're fucking fine, dude. Yeah, like, yeah, that's rad. I could probably, I might even be able to do this thing on my own. Yeah, and I believe in it. But this crew of people, fuck, Yoshida's here to shoot. Liam Gallagher's doing a video. Like, yeah, it's yeah. the collective, right? Yeah, man. And so it's the community. So like, that's what's just hilarious on it. And it kind of got it, each one of those hiccups along with Bully or any of these events, it's a pain in the ass while it's happening, but it's kind of comical too. You yeah, know, you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, cause to me, I'm like, it's not if it's when. Yeah. Like if I yeah. got an idea in my head and it makes sense, <laughs> yeah. The fucking thing's happening. Yeah. Yeah. It just like it's tits my it took three fucking years before somebody was like, right, all right, right, with the name. I'll write ish <laughs> yes. with the name. You know. <laughs> And so, like we, we're like second year of bully. We're uh, um, we're gonna do it uh, in in Hakuba again. We're gonna do it at a different resort, but uh, we're gonna do it in the same valley. Okay. Like tickets are booked, artwork's done, same type of stuff. They uh, the bully catboard, holy bully catboard. That's this year. Yeah. So Jamie helped out again. He paints one of his blue cats, which is like. I'm not even a pet person, but his the the cats the blue cats are fucking awesome. amazing, right? Sick. And so he's, there's like a bowl in front of like uh, uh, out of snow, white background again, and the and the cats just got some 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 claws out, and he's like scraping on the bowl, like making so anyway. And then uh, uh, Annette at LibTech went and took that and repositioned it, and they made it into this this all of a sudden. The idea of holy bully, this the event concept is now a snowboard. Like it's how insane. from this kid living in his van in Mount yeah. Spokane parking lot, yeah, surviving off a of fucking bar nachos, like, wow, you're fucking <laughs> kidding me, right? I love it. And so yeah, so that's that year. And uh I'm doing an event. We're doing the near Canada open at Sunday River in southern Maine. Yeah. And so we're out on the east coast with our here's your fucking weekend guy trip that for a couple of years we did at Mervin, and um all of a sudden i'm getting like emails or texts or anyway kenji's hitting me up and it's panic mode because there's no fucking snow in hakuba valley 
And the resort that was totally down for this is just like, ah, we don't want to do it now. Yeah. So like, <laughs> that's like in 10 days. Oh, wow. Like we're doing, we're doing the near Canada open. Then we're flying home, packing up and then heading to, to Japan for the second year of Holy Bully. And again, like the first year, there was a decent amount of parts in play. And now, now it's three times as many people coming from overseas, more mm. people, so many domestic people coming from Japan. Ex- there's an expectation now. Before it was just, what is it? Will this Now work? there's a right. thing. Right. And uh, so now we don't have a fucking venue. <laughs> and oh, so uh, Kenji, again, fucking killing. So he, he's hitting up um, uh, Tenjindara uh, in, in the Gunma pref- uh, prefecture. And uh, so he hits, hits them up. And this is through, I believe, the the owner of of tj like backyard boards anyway again another amazing little small snowboard brand uh because they're already doing this event up at tenjindara every year um uh minikami vibes i believe it's called and so the resort knows about bowls they do their own thing anyway all of a sudden the last second this is the new spot wow so we're going there and we cruise up and uh, that year, it was funny because Bubbles, uh, who had helped primarily on the first Holy Bully, he's with the Gentum crew at Whitewater. Oh, wow. Doing a little bowl at Whitewater in Nelson, B.C., right. which is where I was a pass holder at, in like 1997. <laughs> Unreal. And I'm in his back. So we, we're like in each other's backyards <laughs> regionally, and we're starting Holy Bully in Tenjin. And uh, so, but that one we got to work with Goro on, and we didn't make a Facebook event page or <laughs> fucking mention that Goro is anywhere near it. And yeah. um, that was absolutely fantastic. And I think that meant a lot to both of us to be able to fucking to, to complete that to pull task. It off. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so that event was great. And, uh, uh, you know, that was year two. And um, uh, unfortunately, might not be the right word but like that was the last event that we ended up doing in japan it wasn't the intention directly um for it to be but after i'd always pictured it as being something um that was was more of a global event so in my head i'm as i'm developing any event it's it's here's what it's gonna look like now here's what it's gonna look like maybe in five years here's maybe what it's gonna be like 10 a lot of like long vision on this stuff. And so one of the things, especially the first two years in Japan, was seeing the limitations from what the resorts would give you um, resource-wise. Yep. Yeah. Amazing course. community. Amazing. Everything was fucking tip top. But we'd have like one clunky old groomer or one <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. one. Every, every resort has an excavator. But... Is an old excavator, right? And like right. so, just what they could throw at it, and that's and what how much of the resort they're willing to let you, like yeah. what part? Yeah, you it's, can it's, have it's for just a different, week. and it's right. not bad or good. It's just that's just the reality. And but I was coming from all the stuff that we we throw the resources at at Snoqualmie or at yeah. some of these other events where you know we'd have fleets of shit. I'm like, man, if we could take this and the and build it with with i got three cats behind me and an yeah, excavator that's it 
but also what was rad is like what Japan was lacking as far as resources from 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 like a, a U.S. comparative from from machinery and whatnot. What they had there was again this was the community. Like right. yeah, you don't have that, and it takes can't groom everything out all the time. But fifty people would show up with their own fucking rakes. That's incredible. There's all the everybody like every everybody knows somebody that makes tools and things like that. So rad. you're looking it's half the day I'm looking at all these different tools and like it's just rad. And everybody like, no, oh, we're just the collective us, we're gonna maintain that like you put in the work and you do it. Yeah. So that was very I hadn't been that wasn't a thing that I'd come across before, especially coming from all these big photo shoots in in whatnot at right, Snoqualmie right, and right. being like, fuck. They they don't want to help. They'll complain about the jump, but they won't fucking help him fix it anyway. Yeah. So yeah, to me, yeah. I was like, wow, this is really cool. And so you know that ends up being a thing that stays with Holy Bully, and then now is part of all snowboy events yeah, where everybody dope. nobody's above the work. Right. Everybody puts in the time. Again, it's this this idea of gathering of community of of, of participation just adds. It's an onion. It just gets more layers as as we've continued on throughout the years and so so yeah so again i wanted to see what we could do with more support but also there was a lot of eyes on holy bully and at that time like let's be real somebody was gonna fucking bite that event and do it stateside and be like, look what we fucking came up with. <laughs> right, sure. So, you yeah. know, there was an element of that too. And so yeah, it was like, yeah. you know. That happened like, to Palmer with Border Cross. Like he came up with Border Cross in France with Glenn Plake in like, I, you know what, 88, 90. I can't even, right. I, I don't know. You, we could look that up. There right, is right. a timeline where they were there. And then, you know, the next time he heard about it, somebody's pitching his idea back to him saying swatch is going to do this thing or the kokanee cross that was up here or whatever and one thing i wanted to mention is that as a snowboarder you're i was exposed to all sorts of different like media about events right Mm -hmm. like fist is doing this thing and you know terrier's boycotting the olympics and fuck the french international federation do ski or whatever you know what i mean But at the end of the day, the levers that you get to pull at your local events, they're very few, right? right? Like you you just sort of show up, you pay the money, you get the bib, you go, you do the thing. Um, but what you're describing is a community event that moves around that the expectation is that you're going to participate. Right. Not just compete there's not even a a competitive component to it yeah so that's an excuse you can't use right oh i'm working on my run right there are no no fucking runs no you're just like you're (laughs) immersed in this community and i said it before i'll say it again it's like it's a little bit daunting at first Mm -hmm. and then once you're inside it just feels so great it just feels like oh this is what we can do as a group like you were saying with the raking like we can do amazing things if we start looking at stuff as a community. Yeah. Like, wow. I mean, Ben Belock coming down to fucking Seymour and, and putting in side hits here and there. That's the man. Is like, this is what we can do. Nobody's going to tell you don't do that at Seymour. Right. Because 
the community vibe was already laid out. Right. It's funny. I wanted to talk it's part about of the culture it. already. I, I don't know how to even bridge this topic, but like there are rules at Seymour. Mm-hmm. There are people who want to follow those rules that are high up at Seymour. Like, don't take a picture out of bounds. Like, you know, make sure you don't fuck around. Like, right. And then there's this relaxation <laughs> that I almost don't want to throw the guy under the bus that does it. Like, that somebody up there high up gets it, but it's almost like a cool parent that's like, yeah, you can do that. Just don't let me see you doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That your events don't have that. It's a block off where it's like, we're allowed to do this because this is dope. Like, that's how it feels. Right. That's cool. Yeah. But there's still a couple of rules. (laughs) Oh, there's rules. You better fucking show your wristband. (laughs) Yes. You fucking don't walk up the transition. (laughs) Yes. And and everybody's fucking raking. Yes. And no tail blocks till the weekend. You know, so (laughs) so we we haven't eliminated all fucking structure, but no, that's cool. Like, that's... Again, it's it's like it wasn't the idea wasn't that wasn't the the initial vision, right? It's just evolved. That's dope. into that, but it's like it's I'm very happy with what it's evolved into. Yeah, and I can't wait to see where it keeps going from there. Uh, all the little you know? uh, creative facets of it are so amazing, like the pins and the posters and the stickers. Like in that sticker, the dust sticker became an event, just like yeah. you're talking about. The event became a board. It's like these creative cool things happen and the avenues open up for you to express that creativity. I think it's That's the incredible. funnest fucking part though, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like things to me it's that's the it's the Easter eggs, it's the seeds. It's like in ninety percent of the people probably won't ever pick up on any of that shit. Sure. But sure. I'm a fucking nerd. <laughs> yeah. And I geek the fuck out on that stuff. Yeah, me too. And so it's like if that if somebody or just like sometimes I'll be telling a story during a build with with the rest of our crew or something or or whatever and like and I'll just go off on this little tangent fucking old long hairs talking there but uh <laughs> and then you'll see it in their eyes like oh fuck I didn't even know that that came from that which started with this like my yeah. whole thing is like building things from inside of it you built it's again then it's not you didn't have it wasn't some bullshit marketing fucking idea. It was genuine. Yeah. Like the duh thing, to your point. It's like there was all this fucking like queer community hatred that's just going on a few years ago. And it was like, yeah, I, I'm like, okay, I want a, an ally sticker. Yeah. And I'm looking around and like, okay, there's some stickers out there. But I'm like, to me, it's like it's tits. I wanted some edge. I'm like, if 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 this is me saying this thing, I want some more besides what's offered. So my thing is like, fucking duh. Yeah. Of course I'm an ally. Yeah. It was coming from an ally's perspective on that. And so I designed that with the same font, Futura fucking extra thick. <laughs> same font as Holy Bully. Yeah. But smashed it together, put it in the in the in the pride flag. And it was like, I just I made a small batch because I just wanted it my own. Like, yeah. I just wanted to check that box. That's where it came from. And then, you know, and, and to go off on this tangent, like, and then the, the pink dollar posse crew, like Casey and Eli and Lex, and, uh, they'd been a part of our events for years. Like Jay DeForge was back at 
Kinko de Mayo events at Mount Bachelor and in in the near Canada Open in Maine and all this in and, and uh um yeah and so they would be at our events and they'd see that sticker and they were they were hyped on it and so like oh and I'm like would you like one and so I just started handing them out to to them and anybody and like all of a sudden people are like oh they would be repping and just grew from there and then. Um, last year, uh, I was talking to Elias and Casey and I was like, well, you guys are at all these events. What if we did duh, the movie or duh, the, it turned out duh, the edit, but it, I pitched it as duh, the movie, but yeah. the movie's very grandiose. So <laughs> yeah. I just do YouTube videos, but it was like, yeah, okay. We're already here and we're already filming, but so let's just make an end of the year recap that highlights this community at 100%. our events. Dope. Again, didn't add any work for anything right but it just it made something even that that touches some more people that's like and it's representation and, and and shit like that and i just love the fact that and then and then yeah so we dropped that and then i was like well this is this is working let you guys want to do an event and it's like a lot of that crew is based out of minneapolis and it just happens to be that i've done a lot of events at Trollhagen, and so i was like call up Trollhagen and talk to Marsha and, and, and Adam. Like, hey, what do you think about this? And they're supporting it. Like, And then all of a sudden, again, it's not. it wasn't that much work. It's just the right people believing in each other, supporting each other. And community. all of a sudden, it's an yeah. event, too, yeah. which is its first lgbtq plus event in the midwest yeah you know which means something like yes and now like this is going to be probably going to be an annual thing that just gets added to all this and you know and then it's also highlighting and making space for for the for the community inside all of our events so it's not just like oh you get this one but not it's just it's just part of this community adding on to the community and just making people feel as is welcome is again you got to you got to be good people. Yes. You got to play by these couple of rules. Sure. And if you're an asshole about it or something, you can they end up working their way out, but but yeah, I love how all these things come out of something smaller it's, and then build to something bigger. It's cool. And they cross over. Yes. It's like comic books. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's like it's yeah, crossover yeah. comic yeah. books in the yeah. 80s and 90s. There like you go. it all just comes back to yeah. what you liked when you were a kid. Well, the main thing is it's it's an it's another way of sustaining that joy that snowboarding in the early days brought to us right right like it, for for me discovering snowboarding was like this portal into this completely incredible world right of outdoor nature yeah. and fucking mountain people and yeah. travel and psychedelics and taking drugs or <laughs> whatever right. came out of it was like this community of people who are genuinely happy. Yeah. And to see the tip of the spear, right? Like to see the queer community out really having fucking fun celebrating being queer and being snowboarders. Just is, being themselves. Yes. Yes. It's you can see what I like we just duh just happened last week. Yeah. When we're recording this. Yeah. And so um just seeing the looseness mm-hmm. of 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 everybody. So there's other events that have happened, gatherings and whatnot within the community. And and again, not trying to say that we're speaking for for anything, but right. it's just okay. And and with with duh the event, 
again, I want to like part of this is 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 Pink Dollar Posse and this queer snowboarding crew that's doing amazing things on their own. Yes, and whatnot that that I that I hold as very dear friends and and I'm fans of. But also on this is seen in this instance is showing, you know, what 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 good allyship can be too. You yeah. know, like yeah, born of white cis blonde eyed or, or blonde hair blue eyed yeah. male. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Got a decent amount of advantages already going on on this. But it's like, how can you be? You know, how can we be help? What can we do collectively on this? And so that's where the event had it. It it was allies and the community coming together. Yeah, that's and dope. and and then just broadcasting that. And we'll see what it, what happens with it in one. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, but again, it was just seeing. And and I can't speak for everybody that was there, but I've had some c- good conversations with. In like, just there was a looseness and a comfortableness and. And I love the fact that we're doing it in the Midwest too, where maybe that's maybe, you know, pushing it's a you could have been really easy maybe to try to do that right in Seattle or, or the sure. Bay or yes. something like yes. that. Yes, totally. You know, totally. and it would have been cool and, yeah. and all that. But I'm I'm uh it was supposed to be there because those were where the people were. Yeah. And it was amazing and yeah. I like I like that part of it just in my own reading and learning the last few days, the idea of inviting people in as they are as opposed to expecting some yeah. sort of check your shit at the door and yeah. come to this bro fest could this is a place where we talk like we're fucking 12 year olds and, and no you don't have to check anything at the door yeah. come as a complete person whoever you are come as you are dude aberdeen washington exactly, nirvana exactly <laughs> exactly and enjoy sharing who you are as a complete person with the community i think that's like that's that is the gift that this generation is giving our generation yeah and i'd like to speak to it for a second just that like a lot of people that listen to the show are kind of like me they're not against any of this stuff but they might be confused at first of like why do we have to celebrate this isn't like everybody equal hasn't everybody been equal forever and you go, well, if you if you look at your own experiences of who you think you are as a person, and yes, you know, being a cis white dude is like, you don't have to check anything anywhere. Right. You're just accepted everywhere. But like, I couldn't say I liked flowers or some feminine thing when I was a kid, mm-hmm. or I would get ridiculed or beat up or, you know, lose friends or made fun of whatever the thing is. Well, that thing is some people's like whole identity. Yeah. And so they live their entire life feeling uncomfortable. Like, fuck, dude. Like, Invite those people to just be who they are in your life. They don't have to put on some act for you. Yeah. Because you go with what the flow of mainstream, you know, media, mainstream shit is. And don't, yeah, my thing is just like, I personally, like, I don't, there's, it's not an attack on who I am right. or anything. It's right. like, right. Do, do you look at it and go, you know, what was, you know, you know, we're old heads on that. So like, there were all the, there were instances 
coming up and in the 80s and 90s and whatever where yeah things have changed but it's like again it's nobody's saying that what that you did something wrong necessarily mm, or mm. during being of this generation right being of this just being open-minded enough to to your point it's just like some people didn't get ever were able to be comfortable so it's like yeah doesn't everybody just deserve to be comfortable right, as themselves right, right. And right. so, like, if and then if 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 I can be doing if if there's something again, it's not fucking work in my opinion. It's just evolving a little bit as a human, right? Yeah. Where it's like, for an example, um, if you've been to Bully any year prior to 2022, on all of the rider meetings, I would be up there saying the rules for Holy Bully. And it's like you got to show your fucking wristband. Everybody rakes. No tail block, still fucking Saturday. But the first rule was don't run up the tranny. Yeah. And the second rule of Fight Club was don't run up the fucking tranny. Right. Always just about the transitions of the features that we spend a long fucking time getting right. And I don't want somebody coming up and putting fucking post holes up and down this thing that's really hard to maintain. Yeah, yeah. It's the only place where that's ever been coming from. I've referred to using a tranny shovel my whole life. Yeah. Like, since I've been building features. Totally. It's just what it is. But, like, there are... I, I know there's trans people in, in my extended family. There's trans people that I, that, that I call friends. And I just... Again, it's a, this aloof unawareness, nothing malicious, but it's like never even thought of that the word tranny can be a derogatory term triggering for sure like okay like it's one extra syllable to say transition and nobody's gonna be bummed out on that right it's like it doesn't mean i was being an asshole all the times i fucking said that right right right. but also being like you don't have to be right all the fucking time too right so you can be like oh yeah i never thought of that okay i'll just fix that i'll change that yeah and it'll still slip and things like that but like that's even in yeah, so that's just a part of it now. Like that's a it's a dead word. Like ret- yeah. retarded was a thing that you said in the eighties. Yeah, man. That's a dead word. Yeah. And there's probably something that I'm saying right now that in ten years I, I just hope I have <laughs> that I'm still comfortable enough in and not not too stubborn to keep evolving. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. The, these kids they got it figured out. Like yeah. Like watching, watching, like so. You know, I'm part of Gen X, and my our our, our youngest, uh, Ronan's part of he's he's part of Gen Z. So like, yeah, the yeah, Gen yeah, yeah. X and Z, the two best names. And like, <laughs> boomers and millennials got fucked on the branding. What's in a name? Everything. Yeah, ours yeah. sound badass. Anyway, yeah. um, but yeah, just seeing, you know, in in our 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 oldest daughter, she's a millennial. Just seeing the differences in in you know what was going through me and my wife's generation yeah. to millennial generation yeah. to now to Gen Z and these kids and like things are good like things it's, are all right it's a sharing these of kids information got it figured out right. so and there we, aren't just yeah. these hang- and yeah. i think that's part of you know is with to go off on a tangent that is that is one of the the things that has been positive of social media and all these things it's like yeah. it's representation you can yeah. find yourself so many places like i came from a small logging community and i was me and two dudes were the first skateboarders that were ever there sure. and I had hippie parents and a fucking red 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 
conservative zone. Right. And yeah, like, and it works out, but like you do there, that, that aloneness was different growing up. And I can't speak for the generations before me. Right. But I'm like, yeah, we had landline phones. I mean, I had a pager at one point. That right. was a big, like, right. it was right. different. You didn't know, like, you were trying to figure out skateboarding through a photo. <laughs> yes. You weren't even watching videos in the early, like, there's so many. Yeah, you couldn't check those people that were know-it-alls, like, And now you can just be now like, where. like, jing, you have that info. Now you have so many, like, avenues to just, like, oh, Whatever the fuck you want to know about, you can go find groups of people that are doing that. Totally. And unfortunately, there's a bunch of groups of people that are fucking pieces of shit, too. <laughs> like, everything, there's both sides. But yeah. I guess where I'm coming at, I think a lot of it is just being, it's just that representation and being able to feel that yeah. you're not alone. We have we have the lived experience of hearing our, you know, I don't know about you, but like, I knew my great-grandparents. And like, the slips in terms of, like words that they were, oh yeah, it it felt disgusting. Yeah. So if you have that lived experience, and then you're still pushing for that for yourself, like you, well, as you don't be a as you age on that, down. like we yeah. identified that with our parents and your your extended your older family, right? But to to think that you're not going to be doing that same fucking thing, right? right. Everything keeps evolving and right. changing, right? right. So like. If you were ever able to fucking identify something that made you cringe or whatever the fucking word was when you were a teenager, yeah, odds are your generation is still is has doing that. So yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's like it's just it's part of the process, and I kind of I enjoy that shit. It's It's kind of okay. So one of the things that's really important here for me is that it's not easy. Even when you set the intention to do it right, like a word like tranny, for example, that's just so embedded in what we talk about. I mean, Trans World, the magazine, it was only a year or two ago that I realized, oh, well, that would be a different magazine today. (laughs) Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But the thing is, you you can feel good about yourself if you set the intention to try. And just like the failures that happen... You know, just pick yourself up and keep going, right? Like yeah. pronouns aren't easy. It we yeah. grew up with he, she, yeah. they, you know, they, them is difficult at first, and then after a while, you just realize, okay, what information does it give me? If I told you right now that my friend is a guy, right? What information do you have about this person? Absolutely nothing. Right, right. Like, is he a muscle man? Does he have one leg? <laughs> right, right. Does he like flowers? Yeah. Does he like, you know, monster trucks? You don't know. But yeah. we've been taught our whole lives that, that saying that someone is a man means a certain right, thing. Right, right, right. And that's just not what it means. Like the, the most manly men have the full spectrum of masculine and feminine qualities right. in check and have them at the ready. You know they can they can be strong and they can also be very caring. I think that's dope. Yeah, and that's where we're moving towards with language and with like accepting people. It's a spectrum. Human life is a spectrum. Yeah, in every way. So why will we use um, you know, that limiting language? Yeah, and then some people will say, well, you're using limiting language when you when you make an event that's just for queer people. You go, no, it's for allies as well, dude. It's like a yeah. learning experience 
for everybody, but mostly it's just a fucking cool thing to go to. Yeah. 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 I'm, so I'm into really, that. Yeah. <laughs> now it starts, and that's where like this year's tour, it's like, it's the space creators tour. And so it's, it's a nod to, you know, every, most of the stuff that, that comes out of my head has some connection that happened between 1980 and fucking 1995, probably. That's, I, rem- that's I my, remember when, that's my, but yeah, yeah. Like, that space was, Invaders was the only was, video game you could play. Yeah. It was a quarter ago. Yeah. And it took, it was hard to get, hard but, to get good at. That thing was awesome. Yeah. And so that was like, that was like, oh, this is cool. This has a the pop culture reference to the eighties, which yeah. is my wheelhouse, but it's like, Ah, space creators too, and like we've everything that we've ever done, we've been building. You're building things. It's space creating, yep. but then also it's like, you know, looking over the last few years, where you know, I think its tits was a big start of it, Dope. where it was like, oh, let, yeah, let's let's do something for for. Here's a group that that getting no fucking help, unbelievable, or if if not, no help, ridiculously. <laughs> Wade scales in other second tier help at best and so it's like okay doing this and then it's like okay that was rad and then you know uh again a lot of this was kind of coming out of the climate over the last few years specifically in the united states all of a sudden there's you know all this backlash asian hate during during the covid crisis and whatnot and my wife's family is 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 from the philippines and and it it Again, you you would just it when you see how it affects your kids, mm-hmm. how it affects your wife, your relatives. It's like again, there's this aloofness that that I've probably had because it I wasn't affected yeah for so long, and again, it wasn't like I was there was anything negative in what I was doing, but it was like I was unaware of some things. Totally. So it was like so it hits different now. And so to me, it's like, if you see it, you fucking own it. And there's yeah. a responsibility. And so again, th- none of this shit's fucking hard. Is But it was like, okay, let's let's do it. I was like, man, that would be, let's do an event that's, that, that's an Asian American Pacific Islander community focused event. Sick. And it was like, okay. So we started, me and my wife were thinking of the concepts. And then it was like, oh, well. This is what's what's rad is that Nirvana and AK have already they have soy sauce nation, which we've had the stickers forever on my wife and my son and my daughter's boards and uh and I was honorary white rice, you know, next to it, so that felt good. <laughs> um but there there's already this community that exists. This so, is like holy bully have there's already something there. It's already there. Yeah. So I'm like, let's elevate what they're already doing. Dope. They can be the face of this thing. Yeah. What I'm good at, what we're good at is is all these other things that might not be your thing. Right, right. How do we build like again, this is with duh. Like right. We don't right, know where to right. start. I'm like, dude, I can do that shit in my sleep. Yes. And that's but that's what's amazing on this is being able to like, oh, this isn't a heavy lift. Right. Again, everybody's like, oh, thank you so much. And I feel almost guilty to that fact because it wasn't that fucking hard. Right. But, right. but it's like the, the, the impact it had yeah. and how much people fucking care about it that's is amazing. Dope. And so, yeah, so that's what Soy Sauce Nationals yeah. came out of. And that was a, you know, and, and that was a first of its kind gathering that's, that's there. That's so dope. And it affected people's lives to this day and it spawned. I mean, Soy Sauce Nation does 
a stir fry event that kind of came out of that on so, their own. That's right. And they're doing that. And there's other things that are like, and there's a, a, a new snowboy event in the works that kind of is our next evolution of that concept. Um, and yeah, it's just, again, it's just creating more space. And it's not saying that, you know, there, I just, at this point, I don't even listen to or recognize the, the any negative comments people complaining about you know where's this or that and yeah that's just where the delete and block buttons on your accounts are for right whatnot right right i'm not i'm not here to 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 do a big speech or convince you otherwise right 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 if there's a and i'm not even saying but if there's a for lack of if there's a lead by example i'm just trying to we're just trying to show representation yeah. Show that there's room for everybody here. Yeah. And and it's and again, these things aren't just the only Asian riders aren't just at that event. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, of it's course. like it's 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 part of our whole who we are. But yeah, so that was like that next part of space creators is like, no, we're also creating space safe spaces for everybody. Like yeah. and then, you know, Laura Rogoski's been doing a you know, she started We're All Mental and having deep conversations about an array of, of items, just having creating safe spaces where people can just talk yeah, that about was what's nice. going on. And so now that's a part of our events. And like, again, none of this, they all enhance and, and make everything that we do better. But like, from my perspective, it didn't take, I didn't have to do any, like, right. my workload isn't any harder. Right. But I was able to be a conduit and a, to give a platform and a space for somebody that's got all this passion and wants to own it. Yeah. And they can be, that's, they're the face of that. And like, to, you're proud of that shit. It's like, it's just cool to be able to see, you know, where something that you just had some involvement on. Right. It would have, maybe it would have happened without you. Right. Maybe it wouldn't, maybe something else, but it's like your fingerprints are there somewhere and you're yeah. not in, 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 it's not that you're yelling and, and going, Hey, that's where that happened. <laughs> right. But you know, and the people that know, know, and yeah. it's like, and if that inspires somebody else and, and again, that's where all these things, like you see that this thing inspired this and then somebody bit that it's, it's like sampling in, you know, again, of our generation, like fucking hip hop and rap became a thing while we were in our formative years. Absolutely. Like, and how yeah. much of that is cool. Like, oh my God, you could just take, again, you don't have to invent everything. You just take this little piece of this yeah. and this yeah. piece and you put them together. You're the first person, you didn't, you didn't invent either one of these things, but you put them together and you made something brand yeah. new. Yeah. And so that's where even on all these things, like even... Even holy bully and things like that. It's like, it's. I love seeing where all those things have evolved too. Right. And it's like that's where, you know, it's not proprietary. It goes there. It's not just like I love seeing other people's versions of it, whether it's done well, whether I'm like, yo, that looks whack, or <laughs> yeah, the, it's yeah. got rake lines. You know, that's yeah. just me. But it's like it's cool seeing what this collective of everybody, and it's not just mine. Right. It's it's ours and it's like we're just all place and time being a part of this. But that kind of also gets back to where where we left Japan with Bowley was to me it's not it's it's everybody's 
to kind of like sample and fuck with and do with what they want. But I have a big hang up if it's somebody that's that's capitalizing mm, off it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if you got a scene, you got a crew, and you guys want to do something, that's fucking dope. Yeah, power to you. Hit me up for it. I'll give you is any info that you want. Yeah, pointers. I'm down totally because it's the community. It's like, but if all of a sudden a brand is taking something that that we did and they're fucking making a lot of fucking money off it, and I'm not. You know what I'm saying? It's like if there's a hashtag underneath it, like, yo, this is different. Right, right, right. And so that's where that's where I have that like that that hang up on that stuff is. Where it's like I'm protective that that way. Yeah. It's all of ours to use, but if you're fucking cashing out on it and I'm not, right. Fuck you. Yeah. I met a guy (laughs) and this is I, I don't I don't so he's not gonna listen to this. Maybe he will. He was outside the Save Mart in Tahoe City. Okay. And he's got an X Games jacket on that was either the North Face. I think I said, nice Patagonia jacket. He goes, it's not. It's North Face. And it was a giant puffy with like the fur. And it had this huge elaborate X Games patch on the back. And I was like, I think that guy might have bought that at a thrift store. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't certain. But I also the swagger that he had, I was kind of like, this guy's somebody, right? And so on the way out, he goes, he said like something, and I was like, dude, where'd you get that sick jacket? And he goes, I invented the X Games, and I go, <laughs> okay, this guy just now I'm thinking more along the lines of he got it at a thrift store. But as I talk to him, I'm like, this is the you of X Games. Like he came up with the idea Mm -hmm. and he pitched it to some corporate asshole guys that were like, wow, this could make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And he probably had an eight year run of like making money off his idea. He sold me his shirt that I left at Blaze Roosevelt's (laughs) house and is hung up at his, he's going to be like, what the fuck is this? It's some weird wild shirt that one day (laughs) I'll, I'll put back out there. But the point being most people are trying to catch that fire. Like I have an idea, right? This could make a million dollars one day. Like Jake and Tom. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was like a money driver behind it, but they did also kind of live out of their vans a little bit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like they would go to resorts and sleep in the parking lots. So I think you've, you're this anomaly of passion privilege like you've mentioned but like authenticity and heart and soul that's like oh you see something elevate you know elevating itself like hey could we help can we is there something that we could do to bring this into you know like to elevate your thing i know how to throw events right right how about throwing an event i know how to get edits done how about doing an edit it's just wonderful to hear your story. It's like uh. uplifting and yeah, it's not and it and it's anti-corporate in the way that we need the anti-corporation thing in order to But continue. there's still a balance to it, right? Cuz yep. you're still in it. Like I remember when I took the job at Snoqualmie, I was like I was before I'd do all my events from the outside. It's like fuck them, like don't fuck support the man, all right, that. Right, right, and right. And I was like I was like Oh fuck! Am I selling out? Right, doing this thing, right. taking this job. Right, but then it was like, well, maybe if I'm, if I'm just not on the outside yelling at it, 
If I'm on the inside and I stay fucking true, right? And I don't. If I don't sell it, there you go. That's if it. I if I stay true to what I'm about, right? Maybe I can have more success on the inside. God damn it, that was the fucking truth. Yes. And yeah. so, and then it, it played itself out in a time and things again, time and place, and that little window closed, and then you find the next spot and like, yeah, like I'm never. You know, I don't want to be that guy who's who's complaining about the band that finally fucking went big. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, yeah. you should be able to be rewarded for your passion in your work. Like Definitely. so, I want to be able. Like I'm at a point where I'm able to support myself and my family off of this shit that congrats I, I used to do for free. So I've it's I'm I'm living a charmed fucking life that way, but. You know, and and hopefully I can continue to do that in in, in in what and provide. But also it's like keeping yourself in check on that stuff. So it's like as as more as I have access to more, you know, the raise all ships. Bring you know, it to the like community. it's yeah. It's, so it's like okay, and it's never ending. It's like so it's like yeah, okay. Now well. We got a couple more bucks where it's like, okay, that's cool, and I can I don't have to stress about Christmas presents maybe this year sure. like I did the last fucking twenty. But <laughs> um but uh you know, but we can also like I can I can pay that photographer a little bit more. I can bring in this. That's great. And do all these things. So it's like it's not like, you know, as as you know, I don't know, it's just just being true to yourself on that shit. Like, and, and again, that's where we're at with the space creators. And I think that could be like this next arm and evolution of Snowboy, even like side by side, is that we're to a point where we have enough events that we're hired for and we're, we're doing all right on that it allowed. I'm like, oh, there's some more weeks. Like, yo, I could do that and I'm going to, I'm going to invest my time. Yes. Into this. I'm going to yeah. give you. You know, I'm gonna spend a couple of weeks over the course of the year building this out and putting all the again all the behind the scenes shit, and then I'm gonna give a week of a week of my time on site and and run this thing and do it just like we do on everything else. But it's like, you know, then all of a sudden this this thing happened, and it's like, and it's the stuff that I love to do anyway, and it makes and if it it shines a flashlight on a community or an area or a group of individuals. And yeah, then all these things just keep getting ratter. So it's like, you know, as long as you're keeping yourself in check and in 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 just being true to, you know, you got to look at yourself through like that 18, 20 year old you and be real. Like, right, right, that's true. Am I still it? Like, part of our one of our the snow is like making shit ratter today than it was yesterday yeah. since nineteen ninety seven, <laughs> and then it was like kind of a cool little tagline when it started but i'm like i at least once a year you know i'll try to put a thing just like look try to look at it from an outsider's perspective and like is something whack is yeah. some it, are whether it's an individual event or all this stuff it's like is this still relevant are we do is this good is this is right. this got room to right. evolve right what's you know and you just making sure that you're still fucking living up to what you're claiming. Right. There's two things there that I'd love to address. Number one, there's a bunch of people listen to the show that probably work for companies for the dollar that they're making mm -hmm. and sometimes can get really bummed out. Like, yeah. oh, fuck, you hear your company's making these money decisions. They're cutting your, their pro riders. They're cutting some integral 
authentic part of the company and it just feels really bad right well if you leave then they got no one you know what i mean like if you really are authentically in your heart like working for a company that's maybe even on the complete wrong path you know what i mean like you you are the person that can turn it around and if you leave and it leaves nobody like just eke out that little bit of authenticity and remind people why they go there and remind yourself by just going snowboarding that's the big reconnector you know a lot of times you get busy with work and you just don't go and do the fucking thing yeah um and then the second thing is the the echo chamber this is a new development you know what i mean that we can curate our feeds to only hear what we want to hear and to only interact with people that have the same belief systems and keep us comfortable, right? right? Like, so if you're comfortable yelling at people, you can find all sorts of people that are yelling at everybody. Yeah, that guy yeah. yelled really good at that guy. And I'm not, hey, look, I listen to that stuff sometimes. Sometimes it just catches my attention and I'm into it. I watch a lot of cops being shitty. I don't know why. <laughs> that just gets my attention. But the thing for me with the show is that I don't want to exclude anyone for any reason. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to come on here and talk shit on me or the, the my echo chamber people, like, yeah, let's have the conversation. Yeah. Like when Jim, Jim Rippy goes into, you know, that I'm, you, you know, in cahoots with the devil. I'm like, I can hear that from the point of view of a concerned friend mm-hmm. of a person whose belief system leads them to care about me in that way. Thank you. Like, I'll thank you for that. What I do with my life is good. (laughs) Maybe it won't be a born again Jesus guy. Right. But I appreciate the effort that he made in that, in that way. Whereas before I remember the first time I interviewed him, I was like, I just don't want him to say any of that Jesus shit. Cause I don't want to put it out there. Cause I don't want people to get the wrong idea. Right, right. Look, it's not, you're not getting the wrong idea about me right. that I had him on the show. Yeah. He loves that stuff. Yeah. He's passionate about it and it's working in his life. So if you can see that and make your way through it and still remember, Oh yeah, that's Jim Rippy. I looked up to that guy. That guy rips, Yeah, you know, and he's being a nice person in it. You know what I mean? I think you need to expose yourself sometimes to some discomfort to what the other people that are outside your shit are saying and why they're saying it. And the only way is to kind of open yourself up a little bit more. Yeah. I'm back on that. And it's like, as long as my thing is, is, as long as it's not having ill effect on someone else. Right. If you're being true to yourself and things like that, but it doesn't affect their, it doesn't have a negative effect on somebody else. Right. Power to you. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, that's the filter I try and run my stuff through. But I mean, I'm sure there are people that have watched the show that are just like, I didn't want to hear that. Oh, yeah. I don't want to yeah. hear about Terrier getting fired because some, yeah. you know, woke person is upset, you yeah. know? I'm like, okay, you know, it's, I'm trying to get the balance. And the only, the only thing I can do is just be genuinely curious. What's well, it? Like, this, it's my take on this. Yeah. If you yeah. don't like the take, that's cool. Yeah. Go in, in, you can do just what I did. Like, I created, I've, I've navigated this through my site. Yes. And it's it's I'm very proud and, and happy with what it's done and I'm very stoked on where it's going. Right. But it's not for everybody. And I, like right. trying to learn to not take that personal and right. you know, stuff like that. It's like yeah. it's as it's all right. Yeah. And so yeah. So that's my whole thing. I'm like you know, like 
it's it's not an agenda. It's not anything like that. Right. This, this is where I am as a person. Yeah. And here's a lot of the people that we surround ourselves. This is a uh, this is this community, and we're just fucking going about. And it's fucking snowboarding. It's rad. It's, it's rad. We're just playing to, outside. It's rad to really <laughs> meet these people like a Jess that are, you know, pioneering a new way of thinking, and then listen. That's dope for yeah. me. Like I wouldn't have got that perspective if I was just working my dumb job and snowboarding on the weekends and you know like listening and paying attention is like oh my god it's just that is the key to experiences in life yeah hey man maybe you like the same chocolate cake every (laughs) friday at the same restaurant and taking the same vacation every year that's rad too that's Mm. super cool and if you could do something good in that life within your routine that's even better it's great it takes all kinds I love everybody. I'd love the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an experience that's opened up the world to me. And I see a parallel in what happened with you taking on creating events. I've seen you in action at an event. Hundreds of people, everybody's staring at you. You're doing the speech. You're opening it up. You're trying doing to doing weird sh- things with my hands. <laughs> you're trying to <laughs> share with this group what the vision is and why it's happening in a condensed amount of time in a condensed (laughs) amount of time and the admiration that's in the crowd at that point the number of people on their phones are going i want to get this moment Mm -hmm. this is the moment the whole fucking thing is the moment it's awesome. awesome what you've done is admirable and just like like i said that fomo seeing it from the outside and then being in it and hearing other people oh man i wish i could have been there i'm like make it make it a part of your life to get to these events right when they are in your area or when they're somewhere that you can get to it's dope and well that's what's kind of cool that just the the, again diversifying it taking it it's like it's a tour shirt you know it's like it's it's that's what it like and there's different shows at different towns so like that and so it's like People be like, oh, I can't wait. I want to get to Holy Bully sometime. I'm like, well, you know, a lot of people do. That's, mm-hmm. again, a good problem to have on my end. But, uh, you know, that's where we have these other things where it's like you can, you might not get to Bully <laughs> or you might not, it might take you a couple of years or something like that. Sure. But along the way, like, there's room for this and get you into this. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah. And then, you know, you know, people kind of work up through the things. And what's kind of cool is you sometimes you build an event that's like, like the Village uh, series with SRD up at Sunshine, that was just going to be, you know, at the time uh, um, in between the rotation of Holy Bully. And it's like, oh, we'll just do this for the off years. At the time, it was a three-year, like it would be every three years, it would come back to Sunshine. And uh, all of a sudden, that's become like a thing. And I know there's kids that go to that event who could give two fucks about Bully. Right, like, right. The village speaks to them, that's and like dope. that's rad as shit. Like yes. again, because I'm like, there's this whole here's a fucking buffet, right? Here's all these things. That's it. That's and it. What's your taste? Yeah, and maybe it's a different taste every every time or year or whatever. But it's like, again, just trying not to like, not, not pigeonhole, not define everything. Like keep the yeah. more the more rules and structure you put into everything there are less chances it has to keep evolving sure. and and changing and yeah. whatnot you know you've done such a great job at these events and there's a component we really haven't talked about which is the the visual component of it and the documenting of it too like you you have a holistic approach 
to these events that's like, you know, use the right hashtags, please. You know, and <laughs> and, and we do have a responsibility. There's no W in holy. <laughs> Howly bowly. It's its own t- hashtag, too. Oh, it's right got now. like 500. And it's got a lot of views. Yes, yes. Yeah, anyway, or uh, sorry, tags. Yeah, It's got a lot of tags, howly bowly. But also on those things, those are, again, it's like, it's the constant evolution of how our how what we're doing can still be a thing like it's still it costs money to do this shit it does yes. things like that i there's you know children to feed stuff yes. like that yes. and so it's it's just it's it's seeing what the landscape is always like you know it's like before you started uh uh there'd be you get a video part on a, a dvd and there'd be a a story in a magazine right okay that was rad place and time and then that wasn't a thing anymore Right, and it was online and stuff. So it was like, so just always having to keep kind of changing. Um, you know, we started like now we now like a vi- there's a video component to every event that we do. That's dope. And it wasn't let I wanted really bad to to pay for video production <laughs> and have another thing on my list, but it was like the before re- some of the magazines at the time the model that they had and the funds that they had available they were able to come up and and cover these events and had a video guy and there was a video guy and a photographer and a, like the whole squad crew done. Yeah, it was dope yeah. again but then like that isn't a thing anymore and then it got to a point of where with the pro like we started making our like at the projects it was like, okay, we're going to make our own edit because the idea of that was that the edit's going to come out. So I was always, it bugged me that the edit didn't, the edit would come out so long after that it had no relevance anymore. Got it. So the idea was was born at the projects and then ended up being part of every event that we do now was that, you know, especially Instagram was very new at the time. It was like, let's put this stuff out on Instagram and Facebook as it's happening in real time. Right. And then put out a video at the time it was on Monday. So three days later, a video drops. Yeah. And so that was a whole new thing. Like nobody was like, like you didn't want to show anybody the clip yet. Things like that. It's like, yeah, man. you know, like the, the guy who's doing the edits, like, John Stark's doing the edit for the first one and, and he's he's picturing his project because he's fantastic at putting these videos and these movies together yeah. and these visions. But he's sitting here filming what ends up being the ender of <laughs> Jesse Paul at Loon Mountain at the Loon Project. And behind him, Scott Stevens is eating a fucking cookie with his fucking phone out, getting a phone clip and putting it immediately up. Right. And it gets like Travis Rice fucking following on in on Facebook. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also letting everybody like this is like the people that are consuming this over here aren't necessarily the same people that are gonna watch it over here on the video. And so it's okay. And like you know, just again, it's just we just starting that evolution. It's like, how does real time and that video, and but making that video land when it's still on somebody's mind, right? And like making the creating yeah, this man. comment out of something where it makes a big deal, of course. And then learning how to, you know, like again with hashtags, things like that, where where things can live and be accessed later, right? Like that's the biggest thing on some of this stuff where it's like I really always stoked where. 
you know, when I started pitching events to sponsors, they would be like, oh, it's, you want how much money for something that's over in 24 or 48 hours? Right, right, Okay, right. and there's, and again, every time I was told no, I tried to gain something from that. Like, why? Yes. Why are you saying no? Or what, what made them say no? And then you fucking tweak it and come back, and then you get told no another 30 fucking times. <laughs> but, some, but like, yeah. just seeing what everybody's looking for on that. And, and so much of that was that it, people were thinking of it as like a contest, Right. So to me, a contest is only interest is it's it's value as as a as as an asset or or coverage is only valuable for a very finite amount of time. Yes, and then it doesn't age that well. No, right. And it's like so, but what we create because we've taken out there's nobody's wearing bibs, right. there's no heats, and we're not right. doing all this. We've taken all that shit out. Yeah. And what we try to pride ourselves on is making very unique looking features that just visually look rad. Yeah. We'll be doing the holy bully build at fucking Mammoth in, before, and I was on the sideline on the fence side, and I didn't get anything done for half a day because all these just random, you know, uh, skiers, snowboarders of all, nobody even rides a half pipe, but they would just stop. And be like, oh my God, what is it? This looks beautiful. <laughs> yeah, like yes. it aesthetically appealing. Right. And so I'm like, okay. But then and then you get really good photographers and filmers and ridiculously creative and talented writers. I'm like, right. you can drop a fucking photo from from any fucking one of like from almost any one of our events. You could drop it now. And get as much, it's just as relevant as it was yes, 10 years ago. Exactly. So to me, like that, that took that no out of right, that marketing right, guy. Right. He had to come up with a new no. Right. And he always, they always do. <laughs> but it was like, all right. So now this is a story. Like, holy bully, especially a lot of times, um, brands don't want to do events late into the, into the spring because the selling season's over. Right. I'm like, yeah, this is it makes a ridiculously huge social media impact during this two week window. But then all these edits drop all summer. And yeah. then all the brands that are affiliated with it start dropping their coverage of it in the fall. With that, like to me it's everything it, it's a it's a year round story that you're getting into. Yeah, if you and, could if you could be in one of those meetings with, you know, a park director who's talking with a operations manager who's just having a hard time explaining what it means to be affiliated with a snowboy event like if some guy out there is on the fence and needs that little pep talk to just be like oh oh what's the elevator pitch for a snowboy event at you know at a mountain yeah, well, we we have that, and a lot of people, a lot of resorts will reach out, and we we'll send them the deck and kind of explain it. And yeah. again, most of the time, it won't make sense to yes. the to the folks there. But then there's resorts that that it makes sense, and and we fire it off. But it's like, I guess it's like to me, to me, events. When I was at Mervin, I was trying to I, I'd look at it. To me, events is where it's the middle of a Venn diagram, where so many things intersect. So again, I've I'm very lucky. I think that I've been able to be just like the snowboard bum on the outside. I spent a decade at a resort. I spent four years in a manufacturer. I've been around shops my whole life. Uh, you know, I'm I 
I work with a ton of amazing photographers and filmers, and technically, I'm like a curator of of media in there. So, um, always just trying to look at it from what makes everybody's job a little easier. And so, when I was at Mervin on that again, trying to justify why I wanted more money to make more events next year, uh, it was like this is the one spot where everything can everybody can hang out. Like you can here here's 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 the product. Here's the team. Here's retailers. Here's the public. Here's media. When do they all fucking hang out? Right, Events. Right, right, right. And that's where you like. And to me, then also the event is to me. To me, it's 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 an entity. It's not just like a date on a calendar. Like every one of these things has a personality. It has. Here's what the logo looks like. Here's what the idea is behind. Like every one of these is is like almost a living, breathing thing. That. And if you look at it that way, I think that's what you got to, you know, get yourself to where you're giving it what it what its potential can be instead of just being like, oh, fuck, that's just it's a little fucking skateboard contest. Sure. That some kids are going to win a deck or something. But if you're presenting it that way, then you're like, what do you want it to be? Right. I'm like, you can do any fucking thing with this thing. So it's like I what we try to show is like. We can create this, we'll create up a concept with you and try to build it out of what's already happening, what the culture of your resort, what your area, maybe it's a crew, maybe it's, you know, whatever. We'll find something that is is specific to your zone and what you do. And and we're just going to build off of that. So again, there's the seed, there's the Easter egg that somebody can find later. Yeah. And it's like, oh, we build this thing like Ash and Steel, for example, in Corinthia. Um, it's they uh, uh, Rob and 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 Rory at the time that were running the park there. They came out. They were they had followed us. They were fans of what we did. They uh, uh, were they hit me up uh, DMs and were like, could we come up to to Holy Bowley and help on the build? I'm like, okay, this time like this was people weren't. Now that happens a lot. Yes. Back then it wasn't as much. And they're like, like, oh, we run this park and we do this. And I'm like, all right, fuck it. Okay. And and they show up and they're amazing fucking workers. And like dope. they're like, oh, you are me. You're like a young me from yeah. Vermont. Okay, yeah, dope. Yeah. Um but in part of it is like they wanted to eventually get a, a snowboy event at their gig. And so we started having the conversations while building and stuff. It's a good place to actually be talking about that shit. And so uh, when the resort then was like down to invest in 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 and create something together, it was like okay, what do you get? Like Rob at the time made all this this uh, uh, all these wood jibs out of these the, the Vermont hardwood. Brad. He's a craftsman, like yeah. skinning, seasoning, all that stuff, all, all the oil, like and just making rad shit. And so Rob was making all this wood stuff. And then Rory's make, he's the metal fabricator. Rad. So I'm like, these guys are cartoons in my, like, they're yeah, characters yeah. or avatar, right? Like, yeah. it's firebenders and waterbenders or <laughs> yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. But this is fucking cool. And it was like, and, and, um, so it's like, oh, it's, and I asked him, what was like, what's, what kind of wood is that? And they're like, they're ash, these are ash trees. And I'm like, killer. And I'm like, it came up ash and steel. And I'm like, to me, it sounded like, yeah, it just sounded, badass <laughs> yeah yeah. but then yeah. like so i'm pitching this idea and i'm like we don't even know what it is yet and we do a site visit and we're cruising around looking for areas and like all of a sudden there's this little football shaped patch of trees 
uh, I believe it's a prospector park or run. And all of a sudden I'm like looking at this little isolated spot, this little zone with all these hardwoods in it. And I was like, whoa, what if we just build like volcanoes and transitions all through this stuff? Sick. We just pour like magically poured snow that froze in place and you would just ride through this hectic lines. It's like, and then so like that was ash and steel. And then all of a sudden we dropped, like I remember we dropped the photo from the first day of that. And like Tim Zimmerman's like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, uh, like, and that's about the biggest flattery in the world. On yeah. That. Like it yeah. just, it aesthetically again, just look so fucking sick. So it's like, that's just one example of like yeah. what you can do, what? but it's like, you got to be able to, but from a resort standpoint, you got to fucking get behind it and it's going to cost some money. Right. And you might like, and it's going to take a couple of years for that to resonate. Like totally. Bowley wasn't like Bowley hit its stride maybe year four or five. Yeah. Maybe six. Mm-hmm. Now ever now it's saturated into like public awareness of it. Like I remember we started the the um the the public part of it and the resort didn't want anything to do with that. Like right. oh my god, that's chaotic. We don't need that. But now it's like they're seeing that people are planning their vacations <laughs> yeah, exactly. on the public weekend. That's dope. They're traveling from all over the goddamn world yeah. to come ride for two days when it's open to the public. So, yeah, I think one of the things that a lot of people in the industry, you know, if you get caught up in the money thing, you're selling as many tickets as you can. The lift lines are too long. But this is a long-term plan. Lift lines get shorter this stuff falls off of you know like it comes in waves and this is a really big wave but if you want longevity in the space you probably want authenticity in what you're offering for you know bully's not just for the people that ride it like if you have a pass at banff and you're at work you're like geez the kids stay this weekend up there they were Doing all these wave things, it was really cool. Like it's yeah, everybody feels like oh, the, there's something special going on at the place that I buy my pass. Yeah, there's something cool to to sunshine. Like if you're going to Banff, oh, where are we going to go? Well, of course we're going to go to Sunshine. Like it, I've seen all those bully shots there. It must be epic up there, right? Yeah. So it's a little bit more than just dollars and cents. It's like investing in. The I don't want to even say it's investing in the coolness of your area, just investing in the in the authenticity, like that you get it, you yeah. guys get it. You're, no. you're not putting on a Toyota presents the you know yeah. Big Mac Big Air or whatever. Like that's a, a whole other vibe. Yes, yeah. you can spend money doing that if you want, but you're going to get a different return on investment on a on a big corporate contest or a fist run yeah thing. Well, we have a thing that's like, if you don't get it, you don't get it. Yeah. Like, we don't, yeah. you don't get the event. Yeah. Because the hardest part for me is like con- trying to convince somebody that don't I have bother. a decent idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I've been doing that a long fucking time, and I'm just tired of that. Yeah. So it's like, there's a lot of bucket lists, uh, little, um, you know, checklists of places that I would love to, would be cool to do this or that. Oh, yeah. But I'm like... I'm going to go over the places that it's like, we can do rad shit and they recognize that we do quality and I recognize that they're quality yeah. and together we can just do even cooler shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And to, and, and to your comment on the waves of things is like, yeah, since COVID, like 
resorts have no problem fucking filling up their parking lot totally. at that point. And that, totally. And I have a lot, that's been a conversation all the time. Like, oh, we're at capacity. Why would we want to fucking do another event? Because we don't want more people here. Right. It's like, well, again, like to your point, you got, there is a long vision. Like, to assume that everything, every, the amount of visits that we're getting right now is going to be the new normal for the next decade. I think you're foolish if you yeah. think anything's going to stay the same for more than a year or two. Right. Could it? Potentially. Sure. But like putting all your eggs in one basket and be like, this is our fucking lane now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, good luck to you. I hope right, you succeed. Right. But it's like, to me, again, it's like, it goes back to that Snoqualmie shit. I'm like, I want people taking pride in my shit. That's I want, it. I want that sticker created that Snoqualmie skull sticker long fucking time ago. The last thing any fucking resort was wanting to do was put a skull <laughs> for their terrain park yeah, yeah, yeah. as a marketing piece. Right, right. You know? <laughs> but, like, that was a thing. And it's still a thing. They've changed it or whatever. But it's still out there. Like, yeah, you know, it's, it's creating pride. And also with that comes retention. Yes. So to me, it's like you can chase a new customer. Getting a new customer is great. Yeah. But you already got this one. <laughs> yeah. So if you fucking spend all your time and efforts chasing that one and you lost that one. Yeah. Or you lost five chasing yeah. that one. Yeah. You're a fucking idiot. Yeah. So it's like, to me, you have both sides of that. There's, it, it, it's not just black and white. There's not just one answer. Is a snowboy event the answer to all of your terrain parks and your marketing? <laughs> no. Yeah, Is it a piece sure. of the fucking toolbox? It could be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And to your point on, on, on people like the community talking about it, things like that. Uh, the the best case on that that I had was, um, what was it 2019? The first time we did uh, Bully Down Under. So my buddy Ruben Cameron, who uh, who's built some of the, he's he's an operator uh, for a long time. Basically, anything rad that's happened in, in Australia over the last fucking 20 years <laughs> probably has Ruben's fingerprints on it. Nice. Um, he was at Threadbow at the time, and uh, we started having conversations um, and about uh, doing, you know, uh, a holy bully in, in Australia and call it Bully Down Under. And so, uh, you know, and then again, kudos to Ruben on it. He came out while we were doing, uh, he's an operator, so he... But he came out when we were doing Holy Bully, their second year, the last year we did a mammoth, uh, uh, spring of 2019. And he spent a whole week on his dime just working on the, on the hand tool side, the hand jobs, Rad. quality hand jobs with me and my crew. <laughs> and, um, and then and, and got a good, uh, uh, working relationship with us. Anyway, um, then September we're in, in, at Threadbow doing that. And, it was ridiculous. Like the the local town, Jindabyne, down the road where you get groceries and where the shops are and some restaurants and shit. Like half the restaurants knew who like Snowboy was or that awesome. that this thing was happening at least. Awesome. Or these guys with these accents, not like ours. <laughs> yeah. There's this thing like the bus driver in Threadbow knew what's going on. Every fucking bar knew what was going Amazing. on that week. And it was like... Yeah. That was fucking cool. Like, yeah. Like, and it wasn't like, oh, here we are. Like, but it was just like, wow, that people cared. They saw that it was there and they saw the value in yeah. it. Yeah. 
and that we were bringing something of, of value and substance to their zone, and they appreciated it, and they were stoked to show off that, how stoked were they that, that it happened there? Yeah. And yeah. not at Perisher, which is right down the street. Sure. You know, sure, like, sure. And, and that's not a slam on anybody. It was like, yeah, like, that's what, there's that if little. You, if you know, you know. Yeah. Like, that's it. If you know, you know. Yeah. So. And, and the people that want to go to your events are, like, in my friend groups are the people that are, like, the most passionate about snowboarding. Like, that's it. That's what it comes down to. So if you catch the kids who are coming up that see this thing and say, oh, can we ride this? And their parents go, yeah, we'll come back Saturday and ride the public thing. Like, you're supporting that next generation. People that want to go to it, go to it. It's, ah, man, it's just such a fun thing. And what bullies really, again, it wasn't the intention starting on it, but what... um what's been really cool about it is that it's just, there's a relatable element to it. Yes. Where it's like, you can go through it. And like you said, like fridge can be doing some fucking ridiculous thing on the big fucking Kano. Uh, and that I'm never going to fucking do. Right. But I wrote, I took up until eight feet up the transition. <laughs> we took the same line. Yes, and then true. I did a little weak slash off the side, but it's like, Everybody can pick. There's as long as you're an intermediate leveled rider, yeah, you can go through there and have a blast totally. But you can also, like, to me, that's what's lost in some of the the bigger, like, you know, super pipe and in slope style things where it's like, I remember what my my son, like, our son was watching that, watching like maybe like the first Olympics or next games or something that he remembered in his era. And it was like, there wasn't that, oh, I want to do that. Right. Because it just, it stunts. It's, right. there's constant, you, you can't just picture yourself going 25 feet out of a 25 foot fucking pipe or something. Yeah. And that's no knock on any of the, the, the people that put those events on no, that participate. No, no, no. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. But it's like, is, it's not really a relatable experience on a snowboard for a lot of people. Right. But holy bully. A, it looks fucking bananas. It looks yeah. otherworldly. Yes, yes. So it's unique in that aspect. And there's no, like, it's whatever you want to do with it. It's no, it's not linear snowboarding. I came out of linear snowboarding. I respect what I learned from linear snowboarding, but I don't want to fucking do it anymore because everybody, there's a lot of really good people doing that product already. Yeah. They don't need another fucking person in there <laughs> yeah, telling yeah, them yeah. what to do. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go over here and fuck around with this. Yeah. And so that's what's cool about that. And it's like, you know, it's, it's, it, it, it can't, it's for everybody. It can be for all those things. And again, that wasn't the goal. We were just making shit. I wanted to make something that looked like this so this guy could do that thing on it. And that <laughs> yeah. happened. But yeah. then I'm like, oh shit, this is actually really cool for everybody. So, yeah, it's beautiful. So that, that, that shit's been fun. But again, it's just so much of this comes down to just that, like you're saying, it's just getting people to believe in, in an idea on things like that. I mean, you know, when we decided to come to the States with Bowley, um, uh, so again, back, uh, again, I haven't been on Facebook in so long, but like so <laughs> many, so many of these early references come from that, but I got like a, 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 a Facebook message, uh, from a buddy who was working, uh, uh, George that was working at, uh, Jason George, who was working at copper while we were doing the second Bowley. And his message was like, um, you know, 
God, that looked really cool. If you ever want to do that in the States, you should let me know. Yeah. And to me, it was like, oh, this is supposed to happen. Like, yes. So I gave him, he was the first person that said anything. So I followed up. I was at Super Park at Bachelor Within. I'm like, yo, Jason, that thing you said. And like, there's a, if you go way back in our Instagram feed, there's a picture of me and Jason standing at Mount Bachelor side by side. I think I got a Sonics headband on and some shit. But like, that's what that conversation was. That was the first US bully and it was going to come to, come um to copper and so we went out there and we we did the site visits and did all this stuff and it was like we were ready to roll and then at the time monster was still affiliated because they helped launch the whole thing and uh and and but they were a red bull event uh host resort or something and the vice president of marketing just didn't see the value in like he didn't want to bum out the red bull vocal red bull rep i think yeah sure And, and that's your prerogative but he didn't see the value on that that me and jason we're so passionate about right so then that didn't happen so i'm like so then we're like okay well that sucks the clock's ticking um started talking with my buddy mike batera who was when i was at snoqualmie he was running all the booth creek resorts out in new hampshire and stuff he's at spt now he's he runs his amazing dude but uh i was like oh could, what about what about squat at the time? What about Palisades? Yeah, and uh, and so we were going to do it there. That was wow. the second place. But then that year, the uh, uh, Tahoe didn't get any snow. So yep. there's no fucking snow in Tahoe, and it's like now we're in the beginning of January, I think. So the clock's really fucking ticking now. Yeah, and uh, and I'm like, oh fuck, oh fuck, where are we gonna like? There's no snow on the West Coast. Where are we gonna do this event? Um. So I'm scrambling around, uh, and and then and I just was like, okay, well, Park City. What about they're all at the time they were fucking doing everything. Everything. I yeah. have no idea any of the people there, stuff like that. Um, but I'm at Mervin. I asked Barrett, and Barrett's like, oh, Jason Cooper. I work with with Coop, and um, so I call Coop, cold call him. He's working on the fucking Trans Am build or something like that. Yeah. It's like hello, and I'm like, hey. <laughs> Here, he he knew of the event and stuff so we talked for about an hour and things like that start getting the ball rolling and like he's a dude that just gets shit done which was helpful and then it was funny like i get off the phone and i got a message from mike batera because the palisades thing fell through but he's like would you think about seven springs in pennsylvania in western uh, uh pennsylvania wow and i'm like again because they were that was at the, they were really killing it on all the super park stuff, like those big monolith structures. Yes. Like not bully style whatsoever, but just fantastic snow sculptures. Beautiful. Beautiful work. And, um, but I was like, okay, I just need a spot. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so I called Mike back and I'm like, um, I'll tell you what, I just had a pretty good conversation with, with Coop at Park City. And, um, if that falls through, I need a spot by like this weekend. Oh, wow. I'm going to call you back and we'll go with seven Springs if I don't have a yes by this. Oh, wow. And so it was like that close to happening in mid Atlantic U S too. Amazing. So then Cooper hits me back. He's like, we're in. And, uh, we fucking went out there. It was amazing. What's cool there is like, it doubled the size from, so like the first bully tripled in size, the second bully. Yeah tripled inside of the third bully and that's really small if you look at it now but like sure sure again but that was like first time okay i want to see if i have three cats out here yeah what i can do instead yeah. of just one operator 
And so that worked. And then so that was, and then after that, it's like, okay, we've done Japan. We're in the States. We're going to Europe. Nice. That was the idea. And so it was like, um, again, through Mervin, because at the time, this is LibTech's event and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, um, and it just happened to be that 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 uh, that Freddie Calbermont is the Swiss knife fucking rides for Mer- for LibTech. That's awesome. And so we get talking about some stuff, and his he lives in Saz Fay, and the family's been there for generations. Anyway, uh, uh, Freddie and the family, big influence in, in Saz Fay, in that whole valley. And uh, so we started pitching. The idea was that we would do it in the summer up on the glacier. Yeah. And like, oh, this yeah. would be cool. Because one thing about Bully that's always been rad was like, we were able to put it farther into the into the spring when everybody's done. The contest guys are done. The street guys are done filming. Even depending on where how warm it got in Alaska, you can even get some of the AK guys down. Right. Not every year and stuff, but what I love, it's like, to me, it's like the celebratory gathering at the end of the year where the only, it's such an eclectic group. You're never going to see that many people that many riders with that from that many like little niches of snowboarding and then across those generations right because you can ride there isn't like because they're not it's not a 70 80 foot jump right you can still ride this like hell yeah the kids are there as long as you can still ride so you got every you've got that whole back to the holy holy revival you've got that whole past present and future there it was on a 25 foot quarter pipe and we were just honoring the people yeah now we're actually all riding together yeah that's and that's dope. fucking dope that's insane and we're working on bowley four yeah and the idea again was like oh this would be it's worked in japan it worked in the united states let's yeah. go to europe it's the next Sick. thing we're in with freddie we're gonna fucking do this so we came over we did a site visit all that there's a great spot for it we met with the departments and whatnot but it just wasn't something the resort was 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 into it's like it, it, the, the amount of and we haven't had luck we've had other conversations about trying to do like euro bully or something like that and it just from the resorts that we've at least talked to and i'm not trying to generalize everything but who we've had conversation who i've had conversations with um it, it's still such a ski centric okay area yeah I they don't, they, I've, there I've isn't the, there. haven't seen the value in what we're doing on there and right, again right, right. there's a lot of places in the u.s that don't either so it's not just just we haven't found the right home we yeah. haven't found the right person that gets it that has the resources things like that so that year actually there was no bully so oh it was wow like, oh fuck so we had no bully that year um i want to say that was 2015 sure something like that anyway so following park city and what's funny on Park City too, Park that was Bowley was closing week, so the last public day is on Sunday. That's the last day before Vale bought Park City. Oh wow! So Holy Bowley shut down the I Ride Park City era. Oh wow! By it again, just just happened to be. Yeah, yeah. And with that, Coop and I got along so well, we started kicking around the ideas to have the very first like year-round Bowley Park. Sick. Which nobody had done in North America. Right. Bubbles is starting to do that with the with the Frozen Wave Park yes. in, in Hoppo at the time. Yeah, yeah. And But nobody's doing that 
in in North America. And so we had we had we were the names we were putting contracts together. It was happening, and then all of a sudden we get this this veil announcement, and oh then the whole God. thing like within a year, Coop's job is eliminated. Yeah, and it, it just changed. It's not the veil's focus. Um, and then, but I'd spent so much time going, okay, it'll work in this region because A, B, and C, things like that. So. Um, I believed in that so much that uh, I was talking to uh, my buddy Josh Jorgensen. He's a GM at Mission Ridge. He used to be the food and beverage manager when I was at Snoqualmie. Oh wow! So we, you know, we had a, a, a rapport, and uh, we talked about doing, and we created this thing called the uh, Bomber Bowl Park. Yeah. So there's the whole, all the Mission Ridge is all about this, uh, uh, the the Bomber Bowl and stuff. So I believe in around World War II or something like that, uh, this uh, World War II era um, um, aircraft bomber type of thing crashes into the resort. Oh, shit. There's still a wing like that yeah. you can touch and ride yeah, by yeah, and touch. Yeah. So there's all this aspect, and it's right below that is this zone. So it's like, oh, it's Bomber Bowl. It's the Bomber Bowl Park. So like there's the dope, name, all that. Dope. And so, um, uh, so for two years we did this again on this place that's off the, that no a lot of people hadn't heard of didn't have this huge park reputation things like that but yeah. I was like if we can show that you can do it here you could do it fucking just about anywhere yeah and so for two years the bomber ballpark was a thing which was open from like January to March and again yeah. like all that work wasn't wasted that me and Coop did right we got to do that right, fucking thing right 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 again it's not if it's when like, yeah yeah if the idea place, is we're, we're gonna fucking do it yeah you just so won't do sick. it with you right right and so and 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 so yeah so so that worked out so obviously we're, we don't we don't go back to pc that park doesn't happen we don't go to europe and it's like oh fuck like the momentum is uh feeling like the momentum's gone um but then it's like well either the momentum's gone or it's fucking building because nobody had it. Right. Everybody's right, getting hungry right, again because right, it's right. gone. Like the band, it's like a reunion tour or something like that. Totally. Um, and so then we started talking with, uh, um, with Mammoth with, with, and I was told no three times from TJ at Mammoth, but we were persistent and Dope. kept coming back and, and, and it worked out. And uh, that first it's a really one, good fit. It worked out so good that first time. Like it, um, yeah. It was again, and we we tripled the size again. The size, the scale of all this. This is when Bowley's still just ridiculous visual changes year to year. Yeah, and so it it, it tripled the size of Park City, and to the point of like we we bit off so much more real estate than we could chew. Yeah, it was yeah. like there's this giant cradle. There was all these different. It was it was bananas. But we're up, we're, we're running, you know, 14, 16 hour days the last few days. We're finishing this one zone, which ended up being that Chris Bradshaw got an air over these boobs, which was a cover of, of, I believe, a free run in Japan. We built that by cat light. Oh, wow. At like two o'clock in the oh, morning wow. the night before. Like, Unbelievable. So, it it was it it was this whole new thing and the size and the scale was epic, but um, as I was looking at it, it was like and people were like oh how are you ever going to top this? But I was like there were gaps in it. There were little zones yeah. where maybe yeah. there were like yeah. we didn't get to that zone because yeah. we built it 
in sections, right? And so the, all the sections didn't necessarily, we ran out of time for the meetup. And some of that too was all, um, at this point, like we need more, there's more hand finishing. And yeah. that's one of the things that separates Snowboy is the finish work on things. Yeah. So it's yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's, we need, it's cats and excavators and hand crew, but what makes our finished product stand out is the quality hand jobs. Yeah. You know, and yeah. that's that hand crew. And so um, up until then, it was like me and my friend Neil, uh, who's was at Snowboy from Jump. Um, it was like the two of us. And I always had this assumption that every terrain park, hand, their, 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 part, their day crew, their hand crew, was on these same comparable levels. Sure, sure. And whatnot. And you'd go to these d- different resorts and I think a lot of it, it's 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 testimonial to how good the operators, how how good the groomers were. Yeah, they didn't really need to do much. They show up and they just finish like a takeoff or a jump. Totally. But again, nobody's building the type of features that we do, so nobody knows how to finish those things, how to approach it. But in my head, I'm just like, oh, everybody, like I, yeah. I'm I'm not special. Sure. I'm like everybody's got this. Um, but that's where it was like, oh shit, we need to bring in more bodies. Like I have to assemble fucking wu-tang to get this thing done <laughs> yeah man. and so that's kind of like where this at mammoth that's kind of like the start that ended up being you know the the quality hand jobs crew that extended snowboy crew it eventually leads to us creating our own rake line tool line all that yeah creating these uh digger edits the pursuit of constant radness volumes zero through two edits nice. and just creating this more like this whole this digger um celebratory digger culture too which is kind of happening again all at these same times yeah yeah man yeah which is dope so yeah so then so 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 bully's back we just did mammoth for the first time and we've blown minds for its scale and um and uh and so then it's like fucking canada nice we're going to canada and that's the next step um and in my head i'm like i know how everybody's like how do you up mammoth the mammoth build i was like we're gonna build this fucker from top to bottom so there's not those gaps yeah like it's like that's what's going to be the difference and so anyway um we're working with here's another veil story so uh, (laughs) at the time uh again monster's still a part of the event and so it's like oh well let's lean on you know let's if we teamed up at a monster resort that's even better for Hell one of yeah. these sponsors. Right, right. So that's fantastic. Play to your strengths. And so uh, we started talking with Whistler. And it's like, which was, you know, they held grenade games and all that shit. Hell yeah. You know, their list is fucking legit. Yeah. Um, and so we started talking about that and get, talk, talking to, to, to everybody. And everybody's down and we're working it all together. And then again, in the like late summer or something like that, uh, my wife, she's like, Smiles is like, hey, did you see this press release? And it's like, Vale just purchased Whistler Blackcomb. I was like, <laughs> oh my god, oh really? And like, literally, all of a sudden, like silence. Yeah, no. And so talk. this is yeah, this is like late fall or like early fall, something like that. And and I'm hitting everybody back, and they're like, just uh, nobody saying no, but nobody saying yes. And then finally, it gets uh, into December, and it's like, no. Nah, I think I think the reasoning was that they wanted to be able to open up they they wanted to open up the um the the mountain bike courses 
earlier. Yes, yeah, and Whistler there, does that. You know, right, and so right, that's right. where that extra, that's where the focus was. And I can totally get that. It, it was disappointing. Yeah. It would have been a fucking fantastic fit. Would have been a hell but of a fit. But it's, it's what it is. But again, it was in this lurch. So I'm like, fuck. Every time, like this event is so proven in my head. Again, it's just starting to make ripples within the industry. But in my yeah. head, it's fucking big deal, right? Yeah, you've been going Perspective, at it. right? For, yeah. Um, and so I was like, oh shit, what do we do? What do we do? I got to do Canada. And it's like, and then... At the time, we were still doing the downtown throwdowns, these big urban rail scaffolding jib structures uh, events. And we did a series of, 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 of amateur qualifiers for these things called the feeders. Okay. So one of the feeders we do for the Seattle downtown throwdown is in Spokane Valley Mall. Out oh, wow. In, a, in the parking lot outside of Zoomies, which <laughs> Zoomies was a sponsor of the whole thing. Holy so, shit. We've got this janky scaffolding set up. Like, this was sketch. <laughs> but the other ones, it evolved and was really, really cool, and I'm proud of it. But that first year of the feeders was was minimal. But yeah. anyway, so we're, we're lining this up, and it's all these regional riders. So at that one, this, Jaeger Bailey shows up. That's the first time he crosses into our world. So, yeah. like, he's there because he, he's riding at 49 degrees north, which is, like, right near where I grew up. And I was like... And, and he's just destroying. He's a big Think Tank fan, and Jeno and Bertner are there. And just, like, there's a lot of cool stuff happening, and a lot of cool uh, uh, people that were there. I geek out looking at not only the throwdown lineups, but the feeder qualifiers. It's like, it's so many people that went on to just be such prolific snowboarders or, or industry heads. It's awesome. But one of the people that was there was Kendra Skirfield. And so she, Kendra is, uh, She's going to Gonzaga University at the time, which is in Spokane. Also snowboards. I don't know. We hadn't met. Anyway, she's at this event. Um, and so her family owns uh, Sunshine Village. No way. And so earlier at the, the, at the downtown throwdown also moved around. It was, at, it was in Seattle. It, was in, it went to San Francisco. It went to Minneapolis. It went to Boston. Nine years we did that. Year 10, it was going to Calgary. Wow. We did the site visit. We did Sick. the city planning. Like it was happening. And then the, 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 the economy blew up. The oil industry, specifically for that area, fell out. And all of a sudden, like that, that event took a lot of fucking money. Yeah. To create yeah, a mountain yeah. in the middle of your city, right? Right. So, but I'd been talking with with kendra because sunshine village was going to be part of the calgary downtown throwdown oh sick so that's how i've re-engaged yeah. with kendra and yeah. got her contact info yeah so now it's fucking three days before christmas and i just found out that whistler isn't gonna host our oh, thing wow. and i gotta fucking come up with again like what do i do so i cold call kendra out of the blue in the middle of the height the the height of their season <laughs> yeah. all that like yeah and I was like, God, this is the worst timing to reach out to somebody. Anyway, call her up. She's intrigued. I book a flight. They give they book give me a room. I fucking fly there. I show up. They give me lodging on hill. Nice. Like it's, if you've been to Sunshine, it's absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Walk into this on mountain hotel and right in the middle of the village. They check me into. They comp me a room. I'm walking down. I sit there. I, I'm 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 looking around. 
putting fucking watching much music or some bullshit. <laughs> and and all of a sudden there's a knock on the door and somebody shows up and there's there's a bottle of wine and a fucking cheese and fucking fruit tray. What? I've never had pseudo red carpet rolled out at a yeah. resort. Yeah. And I've been doing it a long time at this point. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, this is different. And so that's where and, and so uh we went and we scoped the spot and 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 had a quick conversation and it was fucking set. Dope. And so like all that panic, all that over the course of like eight days during the holidays, all of a sudden we're good. Oh my God. That's where we get to team up with arena. So Steven Lucas come into the yeah, fold, nice. team up there. The build was bananas. We got the cover of ski area magazine. Yeah. Like that's where it started to really kind of saturate into like just more consciousness within the resort world, things yeah. like that. Yeah. And and that was fucking dope. So is that year five? That's like halfway in. Yeah, I want to say that was twenty seventeen. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the, yeah. So and then, do you kind of like bid farewell to them, or was there like, hey, we should do this again sometime? Well, at that point, it's like, okay, this one works great. This is going to be this rotation. So at that yeah. point, it was going to be like we kind of Europe wasn't really a, a thing that sounded realistic. Yeah. So at that point, the th- instead of being Japan, Europe, U.S., it was U.S., Canada, Japan. Yeah, was that makes the sense. idea. Sure. And on that, and so, um, uh, yeah. So that was the new idea there. So it was like, okay, we'll be back in three years. Right. We didn't know fucking COVID was coming, but oh yeah, right. we'll see in three years. And then to our earlier point, that's where in the meantime they're like, oh, what do we do in the meantime? This is amazing. So we created the 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 village with SRD to be the off year event, yeah, which has grown to its. This will be year five for the village, um, which is fucking rad. Yeah, that's so rad. And uh, uh, yeah, so 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 that happened, and then um, the next one. So then we were supposed to go back to Japan. So this is year twenty. This is Snowboy's 20th anniversary. We did a gallery, all this stuff. And it's like, okay, here's what's coming next. And uh, the idea was to go back to Japan. There's a few resorts. Um, I'm blanking on the names, but there are resorts that are closed all winter because they're just unaccessible. They get so much snow. Oh, damn. And you've seen, like, I'm sure you've seen, like, these pictures of, you know, this, these walls cut out 30 feet wide. And that's like yeah. in April. Um, but again, it's a completely different market to what their client is. Sure. But there are places that open late in the season to when Bowley now lives late wow. in the season. And so uh, talking with Kenji again, and he went up and did all this legwork and was talking to these resorts and stuff. But again, like as what we're getting with these North American resorts as far as um, uh, resources and, and, and help from the resort, it's... Japan, the resorts in Japan that we're talking to don't have the means to be able to do that. Got it. And so then that falls through as well. Yeah. So we're like, so that's not happening in Japan. And so again, fucking panic. Where are we going to do it? <laughs> and so like, it's funny. We, this is an every year, every thing. fucking year. I'm panicking <laughs> yeah. and it gets better and more established every year. Yeah. And I'm like, Oh, this will be the last year I have a fucking problem with it. So we're like, oh fuck, it's scramble time. Like all these other again, all these other events are happening. Like, um, I'd already kind of pitched that it was vaguely it was gonna be in Japan. We just didn't know where yet. Yeah. Yeah. And so anyway, so it it, it can't happen there. Um, and and then we're like, we call up 
I fucking touched base with Mount Baker, like wow. through Lip Tech, things like that. That's a whole nother show. That didn't that that didn't happen. Fall all of these we're just running out of zones. And so uh I hit up uh Ricky at, at Timberline. Nice. And it was like, hey, you know, we crossed paths a couple of times and stuff, but it's like again, you just gotta find the ally that gets what you're doing. Ricky Ricky, Ricky was fucking great, man. He he man, he ran that place when yeah. he was there. Yeah. It was really fun and, and easy to work with. hundred um, percent. He's like, yeah, I'm down. He saw the value and the exposure and all that type of stuff. Uh, but um, the scheduling was weird. So like usually bullies in April. Yeah. But uh, the, between the scheduling and whatnot, it, we pushed it into May. And like at the time, like, oh, May's dope, you know, like, yeah. and it's like uh, we can then everybody like all the big mountain, like AKs shut down. We'll get everybody. Sure. And then also I'm like, oh, I wanted, I kept picturing uh, uh, Bowley features up at camp, almost at camp level. Yes. With just that iconic fucking backdrop of that course. you were talking about earlier. Yeah. I'm like it's probably the most photographed backdrop in all of fucking snowboarding. Absolutely it is. And one of the most iconic globally. And I was like, but they've never seen that, those features. They've never been there. And so yeah. we, we put that out there and uh, Hood's another element though. Like is complete. There's no shade, no nothing. Like nothing, completely right. exposed. Yes. The sun comes up at that time of the day at like six o'clock till seven p.m. It's constantly melting. It's like we worked harder on that build than anything I've ever worked on. Wow. Like we we built everything like thirty, forty times bigger than we because we're trying to know that it would be melting. It yeah. melted faster than that. Like wow. we built it three fucking times before anybody even dropped in on it. It Whoa. was like the then you get the the dust, the volcanic dust yeah. that just works in there, and it just takes the sun and just heats it up. So yeah. again, it was cool. It was it was a they really have really good time too, right? Like they yeah got no, like and they they brought they brought um, they brought builders. arena down to help, Sick. and then they had their whole crew, and that's where I met Weasel, who um, is one of my favorite operators in the world, and he just started his own thing, uh, Wizard Snow Parks, right. um, fucking radical dude. Um, but yeah, it was it was amazing, but it was just it beat the shit out of us. Yeah, so it was like course. okay, never may. Never above tree line. There was a lot of right, nevers. Right. Like we checked it off and we made it work, but it was fucking exhausting. Um, so so Japan had kind of missed that link now. So now it was just like US and Canada. Got it. The evolution of Bowley. So the next year, again, it's like it's it's mammoth's opportunity again. This is 2019. Um, and I think TJ only told me no twice that year. Because now they're part of Altera. There's a different management and I stuff. I got you. Yeah. So it's always evolving. Um, we we did it again. And uh, that one, man, the, the spacing and everything. It, what was cool there is it was the same location that we'd been before. Yeah. So that was the first time we had some familiarity with what was going a on. second build in the and same spot. And it was spot. like, oh, yeah. I remember this sucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do this so this doesn't get affected. So the speed was better. All the build work, like it Rad. was. I was very, really Rad. fucking proud of how yeah. that worked out. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah. So, so uh, uh, that was it. The only again, it was we were told no up into that year, into January again. So it was Damn. like 
and they'd already had the event. That's what made me, that's what was frustrating on that was that it was like, yo, we were here three years ago and it was fucking radical. You know how awesome this is. And you're, you don't want to do it. Right, (laughs) right, right. Anyway. Um, so that was the, the little asterisk on that one. Uh, and then, uh, and then it was supposed to be coming back up into uh, 2020 was 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 back up into to sunshine and that's when the the pandemic hit and shut everything down that year so that was so sunshine missed a year there yeah and then the next year it was like we were just trying to like snowboy basically there was snowboy events and there was Travis's events that happened in 21 yeah yeah. Nobody else knew what to do or like how to do it with well, the quarantines and all the things. Well, my thing is like we got kicked. Everybody did. But like our whole business model like is built like it's the events at the end of the season. If we're going to make any money to keep us going, that's where it is. Yeah. And so we were up in Sunshine. I remember we're finishing the build for rise of the village and i started seeing the resorts on instagram in europe starting to close down it's like whoa this is a thing and like talking to my wife and like and like all those steps and then flying home right as everything's closing there's me and one other person on this flight from calgary to, to oh, wow. seattle and you didn't know what the airport was going to look like like everybody's got their own uh, uh experiences during yeah, that seattle that window nuts. was weird yeah especially because it had started like the first cases known were in seattle um and so yeah it was just bizarre so but so we didn't do the side hit seance was supposed to be we were i was three days away from flying out to that to do that in vermont so that didn't happen with rome and then it was going to be holy bully at sunshine and you're in its tits at, at timberline and uh all three of those didn't happen and that was any money we were going to make was going to be off of those because all the other events just cover your operating costs right? yeah 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 yeah, yeah. And so that fucking sucked as it did for for everybody but um then later that fall it was like we if if we're not able to do events in 21 snowboy's done yeah like i had to take out a bunch of loans and stuff to absorb that year and there was a little bit of help we were able to get um but if if we had to sit out another year that was it we're toast it's that's the chapter is closed so that was the hardest year of like to me everybody's like oh you must just chill in the summer right and like no the hardest part is all the behind the scenes shit (laughs) yeah but that was times fucking 50 because again nobody knew what was going to be allowable acceptable it's all different between states between who fucking knows between resorts yeah and that and it, it was just so new but it was like we have to come up with a way to do this and then again it's like play to your strength what do we have that's unique i was like our events happen outside we don't have an awards session in the right in the white salmon day lodge at right. the end where everybody's packed in mm-hmm. like we don't like our stuff is all just happening outside we can do this and so it clicked with me at a point i'm like if a resort is open and, and sometimes some resorts would even have caps on 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 how many visitors could be there right but i'm like do you have caps on individual runs they're like what do you mean i was like once you get there or is there anybody that says only x amount of people can be on run a right at a time right no we we just cap tickets like okay 
well, we could do this event then because we're just another run and technically we're allowing even less people potentially into it because yeah. it's a private run. Yeah. So we were just doing private, like we just changed the name of like we weren't doing events. We were just doing private park builds type yeah, of thing. You know you what go. I'm saying? Yeah, totally. But uh, yeah, so we figured out kind of a loophole nice. and we're able to like, we did the high project at Mountain High when LA County was the highest COVID amount, the highest COVID cases in the entire fucking world that week, we're driving down there. Like, Oh my God, it was bananas. But like, again, we took it mad fucking seriously. Like everybody was, we got, we got cooked out on, on YouTube on it because like people, we were like, we were doing the builds with masks on. We, everybody riding was with masks on all that. It's like, and again, it's like, in hindsight, you can say that that maybe that wasn't necessary, shit like that. But it was like this is the agreement that we had that allowed us to do this. You know right. why the only reason that that snowboy events were the only thing that was fucking going on is because we played by these rules. Yeah. So like the rules, like the compromise of the resorts is we're going to cut the invite list in half. Right. So there's half the amount of people. Everybody's going to do all these steps. Yeah. And we're comfortable with that. Yeah. And but also we had like I had the responsibility of. Of 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 making sure that Snowboy continued, but also since we're the first people doing events, the whole fucking industry is waiting for us to fuck up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Man. So it's like if we do good, this could show a route out of this potentially because we don't know how long it's going to last. Right. But if we fuck up, nothing's going to happen. Yeah. And then we're going to be the fucking everybody's going to be pissed off at us. Yeah. Because we fucked up the whole thing. Yep. And so you know. Um, we were able to pull off every event except for um, we, we made it just West Coast. Yeah. We made it so we just drove. We had a bubble, a travel bubble with my crew. Cool. I didn't get to see my family for seven weeks one time just oh, because wow. we're just making it so we're taking yeah. everything as, as serious as possible. Yeah. But we pulled it off. The only thing we didn't do was get up to Canada um, f- because uh, we still couldn't cross over. Um, and, and, and yeah, it, it survived. So on that one, we... Timberline was was cool enough. Ricky wasn't there. He had already moved on to Airblaster. Yeah. But uh um they were they were cool enough to to basically switch rotation years. Oh right. With with Sunshine on that one. Yeah. And we did a half side. It was it's my least favorite of the builds. I tried to get to it. They wouldn't let us. Oh yeah, yeah. Border. No, a lot of people yeah. D Watt, yeah. everybody yeah, a lot yeah, of people yeah. got turned around at the yeah. Peace Arch, man. Oh, big time. But yeah, so we we did what we could on that and it, and it happened again. But again, that was like that was like, oh, you thought you thought a resort hiccup was tough? <laughs> We're gonna give you a fucking pandemic hiccup. And uh, you know, and so that was that was that year. And then um, you know, last year the 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 doors finally opened for getting into canada wow yeah. it's funny we had the la- the last snowboarding event that happened before the pandemic was rise of the village it literally happened and then all the resorts closed down that week oh wow because we finished on a friday yeah and by like that next monday everything, everything was shut then in uh the 25 year tour last year we started that at Blue Mountain in Ontario. Oh, sick. And we did a barely an event the day before, and then we did the Blue Project. Yeah. And those were the first events that happened, snowboarding events that happened in Canada after the pandemic. That's crazy. So we were the bookends. Yeah, that's incredible. It was pretty fucking weird, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so, fun. So that was cool. And then, yeah, so we were able to come back to, to finally, it took five years to come back to Sunshine. 
Damn. But uh, again, totally that's where it. that's where the hiccups stopped. You know, whatever you ate some sugar or had, held your breath or whatever. <laughs> but like getting back to in, in in working with Sunshine again, they just they they got it. They oh, saw yeah. the value and the appetite that they had waiting for f- the patience. Yeah. I'm so grateful to that. The patience for waiting for this thing to come back for five years. Yeah. And uh, got back to our zone and worked with Ben and the arena guys and, and got to see so many people that we hadn't seen for a long fucking time. And yeah, it was fucking special. And Puts it into perspective. Yeah. So we rolled up on that just... I knew what to expect. It's it's a snowboy event. It's holy bully, man. Right, right. And I was still blown away. I I find that resort to be just absolutely a wonderful spot to be. It's it's awesome, man. It's like it's, and then that's where it, I enjoy. There's a few things. It's like a the whole experience there is great. Obviously, how how you're treated means a lot, and and respected and valued. And uh, that we get that in spades from yeah. from every level of of that of, of the resort. You feel it, yeah, yeah. It's yeah from the the baristas know what you're doing and totally. they think that's cool. They get, again that bragging and the pride. whole town, yeah, yeah. It's it's cool, but then also like it's it's straight out of fucking Lord of the Rings. Like <laughs> yes, to me the backdrops. It's like wow. It's we build something and I'm really hyped on how, what we build. And then I look up and I'm like, Oh fuck, look at that. That, yeah. that, that mountain range just said, man, whatever dude, you know? So like it, it compliments itself that way. Um, there's no fucking, uh, uh, volcanic dust. That's, <laughs> that's a good one. And, um, like the snowpack, it's just, again, it's, 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 it's inland enough and North enough and high enough yeah. that the snowpack is, it's my favorite snowpack to work on that I've ever worked in 26 years of building events. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a dream of oh, snowpack. Cool. You cool. know, like any place you can get, you know, some clouds can come in or this or that. Yeah. You deal with that. But like, there's so many things between the support, the, the location, the backdrop, all of those things. It was like, so at that point, again, just trying to make it easy, like quit banging your head against the wall. I approached and talked with, 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 with Kendra and David and the crew up there, I was like, would you be, was there any interest in being the long-term location yeah. for fucking Holy Bully? That'd and they're dope. like, that's a thing? And like, <laughs> again, to me, it's like rewarding. Like, yeah, you stood by us. We did two of these things five years apart. You, We, we, we did these village events in there. Like, is, if anybody gets it in this industry, I feel more support from that resort than any other resort. And that's not a shot shot on other. It's no. just like that level is bananas and it's appreciated. So I'm like, you fucking believed in us. I want to, I want you to get the rewards of that too. Yeah. Dope. So yeah. So last year at the, the end of the last day, we just let everybody know that we'll be seeing you back here the last week, of April and so in sick. 2023. And yeah. so, and, and moving forward. So that's so sick. Yeah. And that, what a partnership. And then, again, we talked before about the uh, familiarity and and uh, uh, some fine tune. Again, like Bully was for for a few years, it was just growing, such doubling and doubling and doubling. That's not achievable long term. At some point, there's a max amount of 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 space Absolutely. that you can build, maintain, yeah. Yeah. And, and whatnot. Uh, and uh, so we've kind of reached that. So now it's the fine tuning. It's like 
that familiarity with the location, the familiarity with the crew and all that is what I think is going to allow us to keep keep Bowley evolving yeah. and, and becoming who fucking knows. I can't wait to see those <laughs> next steps of it, you know? So, well, man. so that's, that's kind of the, the bully story. Like, I love it. We dude. talked about that. of just like, Oh, I've, I've never been able to just, uh, outside of, outside of my wife, I don't think anybody has sat through the whole, the whole <laughs> spiel. And I'm sure there's a bunch of shit I'm missing. There's, there's a lot of people that have, been major parts of it and obviously like the biggest fucking thank you to to pete sorry and libtech and jesse burton and all the folks there who've been the the main supporter of this event since its inception and that's fucking rad on that too is like when i left mervin um uh they were cool enough to let me like I created Holy Bowley while I was working with them, right? So some somebody could have said that's our thing, of course. But they also recognized that Bowley was me. That I was that the energy of of that, and they wanted it to continue. And and as still long as they had, it, yeah. Right? So it yeah. was like it was a very amicable, yeah, thing. And so I'm, which I'm very fucking proud of because, um. They were the brand that I respected most in the world. Yes. They helped, they launched the Holy Holy Revival, all these things. Wow. I worked with them for four years. They were the sponsor of the Downtown Throwdown. They, they allowed so many of my fucking passion projects to be executed yeah. and, and, and exist. And so it would have been a fucking shame if if there was a bitterness yeah, bad and whatnot or off of that. Yeah. yeah, but there's not, obviously. And it was fucking fantastic. Sorry ripped that course last year. Uh, I was dude. like, dude, yeah. you are rocketing. Yeah. He's so, got to be in his 50s now, too, right? Like, those guys are a little bit older than yeah, me. Yeah, they're, they're, they're in the upper fives, I think. So, dude, yeah. he's ripping. No. I was like, Pete, sorry, yeah. killing it. Just fucking shred machine. Yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, he's like, I was injured. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Rat, just froth just frothers yeah yeah and just again uh uh you know you see traits that you or, or things similarities and stuff like I've, I've i've enjoyed so much just being able to 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 a be able to call them him and mike and that whole crew of friends yeah. and peers and and collaborate with and just being like again it's like it's cool when I feel like I have a lot of a lot of juice and a lot of passion and stuff. But then you, when you line up with somebody else that matches your shit, <laughs> yeah, dude, a it can get chaotic as fuck, <laughs> and it's really hard to like. It might take three days before you actually like start thinking about something. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but it's fuck. There's some cool magical shit that can come out of that stuff too. So anyway, I just wanted to make sure that um, uh, you know, I didn't I didn't mention those individuals and. And that support from LibTech, not only for Holy Bully, but just all the way back, like you know they they were they were backing uh, Shut Up and Snow Skate with GNU, like every they've been an integral integral fucking part of that, and uh, as a lot of people have, but fucking kudos on that, and 
hope to keep making everybody proud as being a part of this shit so so stoked <laughs> man we just did three hours three hours dude. and 15 minutes Ding. that's incredible dude Dang. thank you for sharing your story thanks for coming all the way up here it means uh, like the world to me that you um made the show important enough to do this like oh, that's fucking awesome it's huge and, and again thanks for sh- having the platform to to have this out there because yeah, to me it's like again it's it's those are the things that not everybody's going to be fucking interested in but if the person that wants to know yeah and it's like we've t- i've touched on little pieces of it and things like that but it I, i'm i don't know I'm, I'm fucking hyped that it's <laughs> that it's out there that somebody really wants to know where this fucking came from and Absolutely. listen to a couple gray beards fucking yak for three <laughs> fucking hours yeah dude. it's out there so it's been a goddamn pleasure awesome thanks homie yeah brother boom Eppenrad shoutouts this week to Crush and Smiley and their whole family. Thank you for hosting Eppenrad at your home. Extra special thanks to Grouse Mountain for hosting the interview you just saw. Thanks, Marcus and Grant, for arranging the use of a beautiful Grouse cabin. And thanks to Grouse's Chad Plimmer. Welcome back, by the way. He scooped up my mid-layer yesterday that I forgot at the base of Olympic chair, so I owe him one, that's for sure. Shout out to listeners Shane Austin, who got me on the tram first thing yesterday. Marty Scala, Justin Pino, Anson Trites, Gentle Brad, Chris Corbett Photo, Jamie Sherritt, and Artie and the gang. Grouse has been all time the last couple of days. Be sure to come back next week for another episode of the Effenrad Snowboard Podcast presented by Vans and brought to you by Effenrad Snowboarding.